mean, this is the vibe. <laughs> You've been on the show twice, twice. But I think it was both during COVID. Both during COVID. One was to promote Cinematic Oblivion, and one was just as like a third chair. And, yeah. And this time I'm, I'm promoting for the, the oh, Balboa. You were, you were on one of those dumb uh, COVID bonus things we were doing. Those were fun. They were, they were fun, but I feel like they were unlisteneable. Yours might have been the, the only one that worked, though. I mean, I listened to my own voice. because <laughs> I love the sound of my own voice, and I, I love the sound of your guys' voices. So, especially oh, you know, God. the gentle lilt of Clark Southern twang. It's, I, it's, it really <laughs> It's undeniable. <laughs> And I really loved the Charlotte's Net episode. Um, oh, shit. I, I love it. <laughs> because I like the guy's Australian accent, too. That was, was nice. And how he's going on to make romantic comedies next. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Well, he wants to make The Great American Virgin, he said, which yeah. is a remake itself of an Israeli comedy called Eskimo Limon. That's way better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, you wanna, if you're going to say something, you got to let me know, because I'm going to keep the woman mic off. <laughs> okay, because the boys are talking. Today. Wow. Speaking of, uh, why the hell isn't Randy here? Randy has pink eye. Oh no, he was eating ass, huh? <laughs> <laughs> probably not. He's probably scratching his butt and waking up and rubbing <laughs> his eyes or something equally boring. But also, if he just had pink eye, why the hell didn't he just come over or like? call via the internet like Poor we do guy. every week wasn't he also I, the most cautious about covid of any of yeah, you correct yeah. by far correct <laughs> yeah. i mean don't don't have i don't have direct association with his uh <laughs> laissez-faire attitude about global pandemic hey i don't have pink eye <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna die from pink I, eye. I would have like really drawn a line in the sand about the you know but it's over i'm vaccinated so i'm yeah thank I'm, you i'm chilling you know, I'm happy to be here with you Dude. guys. I've person. got the I've got the GPS chip in me as well. <laughs> it doesn't hurt that bad. The chip's not. That's what I tell yeah. my paranoid aunt. It's not that bad. Have, you, have you tried the magnet? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this freaks me out. I'm, I don't I'm basically Magneto now. It's fucking great. <sighs> I like that you're scared because you think it might work. <laughs> yeah. I, <know. laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I don't like weird magnet. And we're gonna stuff. shatter your paradigm of, of what's going <laughs> yeah. on in your blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh. My blood stopped Oksana, working. Oksana, I know you weren't in the room, but did you hear that they've already done two millimurders? No. I knew about the Bride of Frankenstein one. There was one right before called, uh, that was Night of the Living Dead. One right before that was Night of the Living Dead. Now, to be fair, <laughs> both of those, I'm not trying to shame Roxana here or anything. We are. <laughs> you can if you want, but I'm, I am I think you do incredible work. Um, I, I, Both of those had previously shown at the Balboa, so it's easy to have been confused because they've been listed on previous calendars. 16-millimeter... Yeah. First showing on the first round pre-COVID was Night of the Living Dead. And then Bride of Frankenstein showed at the Parklet. And I was one of a few people who bundled up to sit in the fog outside and watch it. How was that screen? I mean, it was very gothic, you know? (laughs) Very gothic experience with the fog rolling over the screen. Um, A little too quiet. I think they could have got... We've talked about it. The Balboa um, is trying to get a better sound system for the outdoor screening because mm. they've really gathered a group that now comes to the parklets to do like the cartoons and stuff like kids will come to watch cartoons so they're still going with the parklets every now and then not okay. not as much as they were you know before it was like every weekend they would do a three-day pop-up and basically for me throughout um throughout covid they became half clothing brand half 
uh, half you know live music venue. Right. <laughs> That's hey, whatever works, man. Half my closet is now Balboa gear. So. That that uh, that new carpet is wonderful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Isn't it's it? a beautiful carpet. It's beautiful. That's why I can't bring my dog there though, because it's a brand new carpet. Yeah. You feel yeah. bad. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the Balboa, <laughs> so we could talk about the real reason why we brought you yes. on here. Let's give the ray gun back. <laughs> I know you stole it, dude. Did you hear about that? No. Somebody jacked the ray gun oh. off the wall. Oh, wait. Yes, I did hear about that. And they know who did it. Oh, they do. I, I don't want to like start a vigilante Ooh. hunt on here. Inside wait, job. Wait, wait, wait. It's inside job. If the ray gun was the same as <laughs> the guy who robbed the Godzilla merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So... God, I don't know if Adam wants me telling tales out of school, but I uh, but, allegedly. But no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what what happened because that was one of the best weekends um, of the post COVID era for me. That was Godzilla Fest, and Godzilla Fest is usually how I start the school year because it comes in like September. And so I go to school for a few days, teach, and then I go get to do a really fun weekend, just getting drunk watching Godzilla movies. Right. Sure. So they were doing it, uh, you know, way later than they usually do to, to you know. Um, the Balboa after COVID. Mm-hmm. And then there was this character who apparently kept coming around trying to like sell weird Godzilla merch. Cause I don't know if you guys have been to Godzilla fest, but they are all these tables that sell really cool Godzilla merch. I got a really sweet Baragon there this year. I got a Megalon. Um, there's just cool shit. You know, if you're, if you're like in the Balboa toy game, that's the place to go get some stuff. So this guy showed up, he was selling some stuff. I think some of the tables bought some stuff from him, but he was just a little weird. Harry also realized after the fact that he was a guy who had threatened to wait outside for him after work and he was going to beat the shit out of him. Oh, um, wait, why? <laughs> because he's uh, he's he's not a nice guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the guy came in and Harry was like, you can't. I don't. I wasn't there for that. Uh, Harry would tell that story better. But he came in. He was acting a fool. Harry said, get the hell out. He said, OK, well, I'm going to get out, but I'm going to be waiting for you. You know, oh um, been he, there before. He wasn't waiting for him. Um, <laughs> he went On home. which end? <laughs> What do you think? Uh, well, I'm not the type to threaten anybody. It was like Happy Gilmore. I'll be waiting for you oh, in the yeah. parking lot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this guy came around. Soon after that guy left, a woman from, I think it's Toy Boat, where they have a bunch of like cool toys in the Richmond. She was like, oh, by the way, if this guy just came through... He's he uh, he robbed me like a few weeks ago. He's a toy thief, so please be <laughs> <laughs> so please be careful of this guy. Then uh, Harry and I are in the middle of the showing of Godzilla versus Smog Monster. He gets off work. He goes to the Smog Monster showing, and we're sitting there. And someone in the back alley exit, the back alley exit just opens, and sunlight just pours in in the middle of this film screening. And Harry's like, "What the hell?" And he runs down, and it's the same guy. And that guy was clearly trying to get in, thinking not knowing that there was a movie showing and Harry's like get out and then Adam who you know used to run with like the concert scene so he knows how to back people down was like get the fuck out of here you're never coming back here again if I ever see you I'll kick you out and then like two nights later they get robbed so the assumption is that Mr. Toy Thief got in there Um, it's a real fucking shame but I will say a positive note at the end of this because I was in a blind fury when I found out that happened a positive note they posted about it on Instagram, and a lot of Balboa audience members and fan people came by and donated like new Godzilla merch to the theater. And we're oh. like, here, you can have this big Godzilla here. You can have. The- we didn't get the ray gun, but like, yeah, they donated yeah. shit like that. And so, the there spirit still of is giving, a community, as Mister Rogers said. You want to look for the people who are helping, yeah. right? You know. <laughs> Where the hell... Now, let's go after the toy guy. I Wait. know. Well, I, I'll tell you off air maybe where he lives because I'm not about to <laughs> dox... I'm not, I'm not about to dox someone on no. the podcast. Wait. No, let's Frankenstein style raid the village where is with the, our dead daughter in her hands. One, um, Adam is so quiet and chill, but I totally believe that he would punk oh, yeah. a dude oh, yeah. out. Oh, yeah. He's one of those quiet types like uh, Randy. You know, he's carrying a lot of rage in his belly. But there's some... 
Yeah. You don't want to be on his bad side. Oh, Luckily, yeah. none of us are. The, the other thing is, where the fuck is that alley entrance? I don't know about that. Oh, so you can... There's two alleys, actually. One is inaccessible except through the inside, and that's where staff hangs out and, you know, okay. after work. <laughs> it's a cool spot. The other alley, if you go to the complete other side of the block... Yeah. Uh, or actually, it's on the side. You can, like, go down this ramp. It's where they sometimes unload stuff, and there is an oh. alley that accesses the back door. The door was broken, was the problem. Mm. So it could be forced open. And now they've repaired it since then. That's part of the Balboa? Mm-hmm. I went down there... Dude, when we were first doing Uff at the Balboa, we had a ton of really dumb ideas, and one of them was like hiding shit in the neighborhood. I, Clark had no part in this, so <laughs> correct. But like, I, we were walking around and we're like, where could we put like a scavenger hunt thing? Or like, what if I took pictures around here and we made art? And I remember that alley was one of the cool. Oh yeah, like it felt like a hidden urban area. Yeah, but I I guess that weirdo knew about it. He knew. There also was a guy uh, right when COVID started. There was a, a guy who was going back there and starting fires. Um, so they installed a camera. And he stopped. And it's <laughs> <laughs> you get you get weird types. I mean, honestly, that neighborhood has become my favorite neighborhood in the city. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it is it is exempt from the sort of David Lynch vibes that you sometimes get as you get closer to the beach. Or you know? poop. <laughs> well, I haven't seen as much of that in okay. that area. Luckily, that's good. I'm not saying you won't, but. Sure. I, I have not. No, for as much as we joked about poop, I had never run into it until the first time I went out after COVID, like, and I was on mission. Dude, and then it was like landmines the, everywhere. The financial district is rough. Oh, okay. Well, yes, but there. that's exactly the point. And I'll be the San Francisco defender is tourists always go on like the San Francisco subway yeah, and they're like, yeah. your city is disgusting. And it's like, you went to the three blocks tourists go to. Why yeah. don't you come to my neighborhood? I'll show you some beautiful stuff. And if you do go to the financial district, I, I have no sympathy for you. I haven't been there in three years. Yeah. You know, like that's a gross part well, of the city. That's why we had, you know, a director like Paul McGee flew out from the UK and he was like, I'd love to come back. But, of course, he took a, what, 20-mile hike by yeah, he foot? Yeah, wa- he walked from a hostel in Union Square to the Balboa. Hey, you know what? He probably saw a lot of San Francisco. He did. I, 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 right, before, right before my 30th birthday, I did the Parks and Rec Department's cross-city walk where you go from Hunter's Point to Sutro Baths. And I thought oh. I was, was going to see a lot of like city life, but it turns out you can actually walk that whole walk, which took me about eight hours, without encountering almost any city. You're in parks like the whole time. Really? Yeah. Like pretty much the whole time. Now, to be fair, Candlestick Park, and I used to work in Hunter's Point, Candlestick Park is potentially radioactive but yeah. it's yeah. beautiful and there are ground squirrels everywhere so. that land's worth a lot of money there there's some east bay land that's radioactive what are they doing over that there condos they, yeah they tear down candlestick i think they're building condos i don't know i i used to work at a warehouse over there and i would eat lunch there mm-hmm. it's a really nice area that no one goes to but yeah apparently the water is radioactive i don't, I don't know what it's built on top so is treasure island they say and so is sutra tower which i now live near so treasure island that's <laughs> a joy I hear treasure island is sinking uh, Treasure Island <laughs> is at high risk, and I don't think they've done the music festival in a few years. No, but Treasure Island is at high risk for liquefaction. If there is a Go. <laughs> good bad name. if there is a if there is an earthquake, it could basically turn into ocean within like minutes. I can't get no. <laughs> Come on, liquefaction. That's not good. Okay, <laughs> what about what about buried Treasure Island? That's not bad. Uh-huh, That's not I'll, bad. I'll sign okay. up on that one. <laughs> I, I, I will say I, uh, I I went there recently and there's some really quiet parts of Treasure Island where you can gaze at the sea and feel like Ernest Hemingway. So I'll give it I'll give it credit for that. I've never been Ernest to Ernest Hemingway would hate Treasure <laughs> Island. <laughs> 
You know what I hate about Treasure Island? The damn on ramp or off oh, yeah. ramp. One of those. I've like, never yeah. been to Treasure you, Island. You definitely can accidentally get on Treasure Island without meaning to because yeah. you made like one mistake. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And when you get back on the freeway, it's like zero to a hundred. Yeah, why, yeah. Why would I need to have gone to Treasure Island? I don't know. Uh, music festival. They did used to do a lot of flea markets there. Yeah, you know me, Mister Music <laughs> Festival. <laughs> know maybe uh Clarky. hot dogs in paradise you know. I, I always picture clark just taking molly and covered in glow sticks on the weekends I, right? I would i would do molly yeah now's a good time because things are opening back up clark you know let's get some molly. no 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 he would do molly in his bedroom with hulu <laughs> no, on. no no <laughs> molly is for friends yeah it's for cuddle puddles yeah <laughs> oksana back me up he would do molly in the backyard and lay in the sun for an hour that wouldn't be too bad that'd man. be pretty good that'd be pretty good Yep. I sign off on that. If you got someone who's willing to give you a scalp massage, I would say get them oh. on deck for the Molly. All right, you that's heard all, it here. Anybody I, out there? Can I task rabbit that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you could. <laughs> Dear task rabbiter. Do you do you know when you go get a massage why there's a sign in the front that says if you seem to be on illicit substances, we will reject you? It's because people take Molly and try to go get professional massages. Really? Yes, of course. Oh, this is great. <laughs> I had one of those uh, wire things that oh, you put those, on your head. Yeah, you could just get one of those. You know, then you don't need anybody. But I feel like if oh Molly, that would not be. Oh, no, that'd be amazing. Yeah, but then I look at it like a spider. No, <laughs> it's not a hallucinogen. Well, it, not really. It's not acid. Yeah, but then you're mi- you're mixing this with my DNA. Oh, all right. right. Okay. There, we got a lot of problems. Yeah, in here. I don't know. You know, you got to figure out what's right for you. Ma- mainly, people like to go to nightclubs. You may, mm, may try mm-hmm. that. <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> yeah. You figured out what's right for you. You probably got it on you in that dumb little pocket. Yeah, what's, on your, shirt. what's your combo? What's your medicine nowadays? In and out. <laughs> oh. In and out. Also, I, ordered, got the shirt I ordered the wrong thing at In and Out. What'd you get? I meant to get a number one. I said number two. Oh, that's just a that's just, just a just cheeseburger. cheeseburger. Yeah, not that's the not, double double. Yeah, well, you get two number twos and then you know that is <laughs> that's true. But what then you got all the bread. Oh, how was it now? Okay, Nick, this is very important. Okay. Last night, I did not ask them, because we went to In-N-Out after we talked about In-N-Out on the show last night, mm-hmm. and then we decided we were going to go. We went, because Randy told us about a secret menu item that we were not privy to. Is it this thing? And that is the <laughs> tomato wrap. Oh, my God. I saw this on TikTok. I didn't know people uh-huh. were actually doing this. So, these two got the tomato wrap. I did not hear the verdict. What'd you think? It's not worth the trouble. Mm. It seems really wet. Well, the thing is that the paper that they make it in gets like sucked into the burger itself and oh, covered no. in cheese. So half the cheese is just on the paper it's in the wax, bag. Wax paper. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it's not worth the trouble. She fucked up. She tried to eat it like a dainty little girl, and you had it wrapped half way, and you were you were doing like the apple eating. I just that's pulled, how I would do it too. I don't want to get tomato you know, over my hands. You're, you're fooling yourself. It. You're Can't not. Help it. Yeah, you're gonna get dirty. So I just pulled the whole thing off. I went raw dog on that bitch, and uh, yeah. it was okay. I like to get it with the banana peppers, double double animal style with banana. Wait, they peppers. have banana that's peppers? That's, yeah, that's, that's, you have that's to ask my for order. Them. You have to ask for them. That is my order. Yeah. Sometimes I will yeah. go sans onions, but that that's that's what I do. Yeah, animal style. You have to ask. Say chopped chilies. They'll throw them on. It changes the whole the game. The chilies. I'm telling. Yeah. I've been doing yeah. this for years. It's really a game I've changer. I've been bitching to you for years because I said I like Five Guys because they have jalapenos. Bitch, I've been telling you about the chilies forever. Oxana, so, I'm on this wait, train. Chilies and banana peppers are different things. That's what no, they call, I know, but that's they, what they call they them. The call, I agree. 
if you had said banana peppers, that's a different story. Oh, but it was, <laughs> you see what I deal with? No, no, right. no. So you didn't say banana peppers, but the thing I is... I did say banana peppers, banana peppers, <laughs> You said chilies. But the What's thing is, banana that's, that's what they ask you to say to get the banana yeah. peppers. you got to say chopsticks. You can also get them on your animal fries, and but that is also a game changer. Neither oh. of us have worked in and out, so I don't know the lingo. you got to say... I've been telling you the lingo, because I am a steward of in and out Wait, did you work there at some no, point? No, but I love them, No, I, I love them, too. I really think they're great, and they, you know, I'm, I'm willing to put put them on my back and carry hundred you know, percent. Again, I'm wearing the damn shirt. Yeah, he is. You got. I love him more. You've got blood in the. Company. You changed me. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's got the In and Out shirt. I got the Carnival of Souls. So wait, Clark, we we were talking about your medicine. I am a little curious. Was it was it was that my whole family is now microdosing mushrooms. That's like my <laughs> entire family. <laughs> and I'm I'm trying to get into it, but I think I'm just a little I'm a little old. I'm a little beyond. Nah, <laughs> psilocybin. It's great. I did I did one one microdose of mushrooms back when Randy did that for six months. I did on my birthday this year and I had an okay time I, yeah. you, you got nothing Clark I think you, it was vacuum you got too much baggage I wouldn't recommend you, it you would, what mushrooms yeah I don't know I mean, you know I've come a long way marijuana helped me dig out I think it's shit. because you're forced to be around people yeah I think you've gotten a little better. Mushrooms are a little more confrontational. It'll uh, if you're in a if you're having a bad trip with that, it could be very bad. I'll tell you a funny story, and I don't can handle it. I don't think I don't think Harry will mind me saying this. I was talking about how like if you do take mushrooms and decide to watch a movie, I think because you know I want to have a pleasant time. Mm -hmm. You want to watch something like Kiki's Delivery Service, or maybe Wizard of Oz, or something like really like visual and pleasant. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, one of the best movies I've seen recently. This is not a shroom thing. Was um, was Jigoku, which is you guys have probably heard of it. It's a '60s Japanese movie about going to hell, sort of based on Dante's Inferno. And they use really Ooh. gory uh, with a J. Uh, they use really really gory, um, yeah, like that, uh, uh, like practical effects of people getting like flayed, and there's like beating organs, and it's very very cool. Um, it's it's G I J O K U. Now, um, and and I told Harry this is one of the best movie. I'm sorry, I said G J I G O K U. I'm so sorry. This is exactly why I passed through the HDMI. I don't know if you were paying attention. I, I saw trying, you. I was trying to do Miller murder, and I'm like, I'm sitting here with an English teacher, and he fucking won't let me get away with anything K-U. too. I and mean, it's the Sinners of Hell, 1960s. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, click on like the images. Um, it, it, it it is got like some rough stuff, practical effects. It's really good. I can't recommend it enough. I thought it was a masterpiece. But I tell Harry about it, and I'm like, this movie is freaking rough for something that came out in the 60s. It's got like actual people being skinned alive and stuff in it. And he's like, cool. I'll take a bunch of shrooms and watch that. And I was mm. like, I would definitely not do that. And so Russ, as long as you don't take shrooms and watch like Charlotte's Net, I think you'll you'll maybe be okay. That's all I'm saying. You know. He'd probably giggle for days. So <laughs> me? Yeah. Uh, after after you go two rounds with the net, it kind of... <laughs> You're numb. It numbs yeah. you out. Numbs yeah. you out at a certain See, point. And that's scary. Well, yeah. I don't know that's if you... Scary. Nick, we, we had a couple people over. Um, Jasadi came by, and he really wanted to watch it. And he's, you know... Cinem- you can't find it anywhere else. No, <laughs> you can't. He's cinematographer from the East Bay. Also, if anybody out there wants to watch it... I've got a deal going right now. I could get it to you. I was but little, uh, you're going to have to sign a waiver. What kind of <laughs> disgusting, filth dealer. Also, you said, and I'm not trying to like run down anything where James Dobbin Jones said like no comment, but he made one implication that there's something on the dark web, and you're like, that kind of scares me. What are you talking about? I was like, I can't say any more about I that. I know. <laughs> he made, he made, maybe that was just part of the marketing, but he made like one little joke about like there's extra footage on the dark I, web. I think he, was, he cited a website to go to where you could buy like 
a different version. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I talk to James like pretty regularly. Oh, really? I think because I, I knew early on when I watched the film, I'm like, you're not going to get the reaction I'm giving you out of like anybody. Yeah. And I'm like, it's really be- just because we wade into this shit all the time. And I think he's come back around and he's kind of like, he's getting rejected from Film Fest that like would pride themselves on showing um, censored or unwatchable things. Is like, he surprised? I don't think so. I think he's just kind of disheartened. Well, he's an idiot. I, I mean, know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's going next to make like a accessible sex comedy, so that should be good. Oksana's got up on the screen right now. What I like best about it, having not seen it, mm-hmm. is just the cover art is awesome. It really looks like the 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 proverbial lost film that will break your soul. You know, like 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 do not go deep into the dark. It looks like something from the '80s that you weren't supposed to see, like video nasty era. You go know, go back to the other poster. That, that poster, one. I freaking <laughs> love that. With the rated X, don't go deep into the dark. I just watched, you guys probably saw this too. I just watched that new movie, Censor, which was about like the yeah. video nasty era. This looks like one of the movies from Censor. Like that's that's like what, you know, the movie from Censor. Well, what did like. you think of that film? I liked it. I mean, it was a little, I heard it, uh, I'm sure, you know, I, I heard about it um, compared by Red Letter Media. They compared it to St. Maud, and I see that comparison. I kind of would have preferred a straightforward mystery with an actual conclusion. Okay. But once I realized it was sort of spoilers, uh, more of a descent into madness movie, th- th- I was like, all right, I guess I'm going along for this. 6.5. I'd say 6.5. St. Maud, I thought, was literally they did math with an A24 movie. They said, hey, what if we did First Reformed plus The Lighthouse? Oh, okay. And, and then they made mm. St. Maud. <laughs> I haven't seen St. Maud. I started it because uh, I've been working in Phoenix a lot. And uh, 20 minutes in, I, s- I need to watch this at the, the screen. Yeah, it, so it, it's on. worth it. I was pretty high, I think, when I saw it, and I remember thinking, it's a very meditative movie. No, St. Maud is pretty, like, paint-by-numbers A24. It really is. The thing I loved about it, though, was the the way it ended. Yeah, that was Because a good I ending. didn't think... Yep. Yeah, I just didn't see that coming. Right. With, um, with fucking Censor, though, man, I, I would have loved it Sorry. if they would have just stuck Art House or, like, Gone Genre. Yeah. Because they kind of, like, walked the line... And I was way more into the first act than the third. Yeah. It, it was trying to be an A24 movie a little bit, I think. Yeah. It really, what it should have been was like Videodrome. Like, if they would have yeah. laid out like a path and then lost it at the end, and you're kind of like, wait, but what are we doing? Where that movie, I knew, I knew everything. Yeah. Like, I could connect the dots all the way through, and I'm like, eh. Yeah, no, I saw where it was going pretty early on, uh, but it fit into a genre that's only getting more popular, and it's a genre that I love, which is the, I call it the mad masterpiece genre, where it's like, there's a <laughs> film or there's a book that's going to drive you crazy. Probably the first example is, like, The King in Yellow. Okay, and, and, okay. and then, like, there's more examples with, like, House of Leaves or Infinite Jest or Cigarette Burns, you know, stuff like, or Antrim. Yeah. Antrim's a good example also, you know, the thing of, like, this is the movie that'll drive you crazy. I'm, I'm into that. I... And also, uh, what's what's uh, your friend's name who wrote the uh, the really good book? Uh, Sam Sam Pierce, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Who wrote the the book that's about the Giallo movie that yep. does that? There's another side story that I wrote a, a podcast that was about that too, and I sent it to Radiotopia, and then they reused a movie title I made up in a later piece. They oh, right. I'm not suing them about it or anything because fine, they can have it, but they they definitely listened to my audition, said no, nah, not for us, and then you reused some of the names I'd made up. But <laughs> that's, okay, but that's okay. So uh, there was a lot there. Hold on, Radiotopia. I'm not. That's a podcast. Okay, listen. I'm not. I have I have zero beef because Radiotopia is a podcast network. And okay. they do a lot of good stuff. They're Bay Area based. They're based in Oakland. They do like 99% Invisible is probably their most famous. They do Radio Diaries. They do The Truth, which is their uh, radio 
theater the show that I really liked. So right there, oh, they ear had hustle. yeah, ear hustle was the one that beat me. And fair enough because it's a great podcast. Where uh, they had a an open call for podcast pilots, and I sent in. Uh, basically another radio theater pilot where I was like, hey, what if I did fake movie reviews for movies that don't exist? Oh, and we, rad. And we like make this like a mythology, you know? Yeah. And I would kind of run it as like a mad masterpiece series. So I sent one in that was very similar to Sam Pierce's story about like, there's this Italian director no one heard of named David Gorgon who made these movies that actually turned the audience to stone. That was the plot. I like and, it. And like, and his movie that turned the audience to stone was called Medusa Rises, you know, because it's like he literally got a Medusa and showed it on screen, you know? <laughs> that was the plot. And and I sent that. They wrote back like, hey, cool concept. But like, now nah, we're going with the show Ear Hustle. I listen to Ear Hustle. It's produced by prisoners in San Quentin. It's fascinating. Fair enough. They, they won. Yeah. Then on an episode of The Truth, which is their their radio theater show that they have, they did one called The Body Genius, which is about this personal trainer who like helped actors change their bodies for movies. And they in that, one of the actors was like, I just got cast in Medusa Rises. And I was like, those sons of bitches. Oh, they, took the title, no. they, they took the title straight from my thing, which is fine. They probably didn't even realize they were doing it, you know mm-hmm. also the polybius conspiracy is yeah. another really good uh radio theater show that they did Dirty anyway Damn that's it. that's my Look, story you're machine gunning this shit <laughs> i wanted to go back to the uh I'm sorry, the I... king in yellow but do you know the polybius machine story clark no a long time ago i tried to show you an angry video game nerd episode that, he made, that was a right. that was a good one that w- now that was back with f1 right and i'm like do you think we could show something like this and the problem i ran into could you contact james well the thing is he's not hard to get actually now that he broke up with his buddy i think Mike uh, Mate? yeah because he's twitching full time now and he's like a fucking lunatic and he's boring <laughs> that, that's really what he's guilty of is just being a boring Who fucking are we streamer. Talking about? we're talking about avgn the angry video game nerd he's like way early oh, come on yeah exceptional youtube channel man so the problem is that it's too angry, man. he did like a faux doc on that arcade yeah. machine, except it doesn't work without the context, yeah. which is really weird considering that most of the shit that we pushed is all about having no context. But then I showed it to you and you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? Right. And then they did the same thing with the Polybius Conspiracy uh, podcast, because what it is, is it's a like half real half fake like story of a guy who says he actually got kidnapped by the government after playing it and it's part fiction part fact because it did originate from uh, it did originate from Portland and they said it was like showing up at arcades and that basically there were multiple stories but it was like hypnotic people said it was kind of like Tempest and there's legends from it is like from hell and it you know changes your brain to it is a recruiting tool used by the like the government to see who's the best fighter and then they pull you into like black ops if you're really good at the game but what he's talking about is James and Tenenard made a video where he's like someone told me they actually have a Polybius machine yep. and then it turns into a faux doc like found footage horror movie and it's pretty good I mean he he's I think he's getting better at doing the long form narrative he just went did one that was like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas too you know now you're, you're a big film fan do you ever worry that like video games are just gonna usurp the whole thing? This is okay. So, this, so this is kind of speaking of another internet film reviewer. This is sort of what Red Letter Media's entire thesis was, and what they were scared of is like, are movies just gonna become like rides? You know, are movies just gonna become like when you go into a three D ride, or like or when you go to see Star Tours, and there's like the intro, "Welcome Jedi." You know, is is that yeah. what movies are gonna become? Um, the answer is. 
I I think there will always be space for movies that are non-interactive, but I do think that stuff like Bandersnatch or like that new Kimmy Schmidt interactive stuff okay, yeah. are going to become way more popular on Netflix. Like like click through, um, you interact with your remote stuff. I do think that's going to become. What, but what yeah, do you I, mean? I don't I don't think interact. I don't think people interacting with movies is going to change. I just think it's going to become like obsolete. Like when you go to see a movie, it's a different thing. But like, I think, you know, like Gen Z or, you know, all the younger kids coming. I think they're just going to be more into video games. Like yesterday when we recorded, I did like 28 minutes trying to like wrap my head around an ARG. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with uh, Pets Cop? No. Now, check that out, because it's kind of like Polybius, where it's about a fictitious video game, but it's more cinematic, because you kind of have, like, a Let's Play guy recording himself running through a game that w- clearly was developed by somebody he worked with, but it's it's like a Lynchian story. It's kind of like The King in Yellow. Right. Although The King in Yellow really needs to hit social media. Well, okay, wasn't there a plot line about that? Uh, in that long YouTube series you guys showed during Uff this year, yeah, you know, about like a video game like that that she was playing it's, that was um, like Lost Media. Oh my God, what the fuck was the name? I'm Sophie. There, you, thank you. That I one, couldn't even pull the during name. During I'm Sophie, there was one where she was playing like a weird now, video game. Wait, how much did you hang out for? I hung out. Yeah, till, I know you came in late. Till around. No, I started with um the the space the, clown. No, no, I started before that with the <laughs> with the with space the clown. the one that was in Spanish. Uh, oh, nineteen seventy four. Yeah, started with that one. <laughs> Watched through um, till middle of I Am Sophie around there, and then got back on in the morning uh, for some more business. We kept it going for kind of a while. Um, But thank you for your service. No, it was great. Honestly, you guys really did your work to be alienating this year by going space clown straight into real two. That was that was like who's fucking cool? Who wants to hang out? Here's here's the thing. (laughs) I'm gonna talk out of the side of my mouth so the audience can't hear. What are you doing to me? You gotta um. You gotta not let Clark program movies blind. <laughs> you gotta watch them first. That's what we learned from that. Okay. Year. Okay. <laughs> For the record, Clark. By the way, your hosting personality was hilarious. <laughs> we we loved that. Space clown. <laughs> okay. If if we were to go back into the annals of of the mm-hmm. event and mm-hmm. go through the chat, do a forensic deep dive into the chat. We'll notice that Space Clown was non-stop oh, yeah. dialogue, baby. Yeah. Love it or hate it, that's the film everybody talked about. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And You're then, welcome. And then I remember when Real 2 started, there were several, can we go back to Space Clown? Well, I re- my <laughs> favorite thing was when Real 2 started, it opens up with like a clip show of Real 1. Oh, yeah, yeah, Except yeah. nobody had seen it. It's like a fourth, four screen split screen torture. Yeah, he's yeah. going De Palma on steroids. Oh, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And uh, I love it because Kevin Saxby jumped in, one of the oh. creators of Tofino, right. which, you know, it's like a darling at our festival, and it was really cool to have him like around again instantly lost him i think he saw like a wiener pop up and then i think it might have got chopped off and then he went (laughs) okay and then i think he just vanished after that right also uh the one i hadn't seen last time that i loved speaking of tofino similar vibe was devil in the shack or devil in the shack 2 yeah for for a month after that all i was playing in my car was do ya by elo i was just (laughs) blasting it everywhere i drove in the city uh i was blasting it but okay sorry to kind of bring you back to your original question um i recently for the first time not too recently but during covid it's all blending together i played through earthbound and then i played through undertale okay and 
of course I loved Undertale. It was fantastic. And it does elements of that interactivity where like the game quits on you in the middle of like a boss battle mm-hmm. and you have to like restart it and then it's like I hate your game and but you're but you're actually in the middle of a battle and I think there will be more sort of like narrative based but simple like 8-bit 16-bit games. However, I'm not as worried about Gen Z as some people are for a few reasons. Uh, one is because I taught Gen Z for six years. I'm going to teach middle school next year. But I've oh. taught, yeah, I'm moving to a private middle school uh, in Marin. I've been teaching at a Ooh. charter in San Francisco. Now, was that your choice? Yeah, or? it was my choice. Okay. I, I was ready to they move They didn't on. run you out. <laughs> no. Okay. Do you no. guys go across that bridge every day? Now it's now? actually equidistant to where I used to work. It's really? like, because I'm going against traffic. Most people come this way. Oh, yeah, it's about 30 minutes. Um, but... I'll say this. I ran movie club in my room every day of when I was teaching high school and kids came through to watch movies you might not expect like modern teenagers to like. Kids came through to watch Lady Snowblood. Kids came through to watch, uh, you know, Candyman, the original. Uh, Kids came through to watch, uh, you know, all kinds of weird anime. Um, And, you know, in the last year, I got really brave with October. The first year I was doing it, I was like, I'm just going to show Adam's family. I'll show Hocus Pocus. The last year, I was like, no parent has complained yet. So let's do Candyman. (laughs) How how did Snowblood go on? Snowblood was a huge hit. In fact, you got a lot of girls for that one who thought it was, you know, a real girl boss movie. Yeah, it is. And and, uh, it is. It's great. And I showed uh, uh, Candyman, Pet Cemetery, um, Us, you know, because, you know, I was just showing them all the stuff and I closed my door and put a little warning on the door that said we're, re- we're showing real horror movies this year only come in if you can handle it and I got more people than I've ever gotten right. before you know so I and, and the other thing I was going to say and this kind of will tie it back to the main topic which is the Miller murder is I think that the big megaplex which was so big in the 80s you know it's what the whole season three of Stranger Things is about I think the big megaplex movie theater is sort of dying because we don't need that anymore just like we don't need Borders Books and Music or Barnes and Nobles you know but the boutique is still very popular. So, yes, I do think that stuff like Wonder Woman 84 is still going to go straight to streaming. In, in, in metropolitan areas. Right. Oh, But, like, what's this going to do in, like, you know, small town USA? Clark always keeping us humble because I don't know anything about small you know, town I, USA. I, I, <laughs> the, the Cineplex isn't even, like, you know, the larger... Because, like, take Mississippi, for example. Sure. Like, <laughs> there's really not a whole lot of independent theaters. But what about streaming? Can't you just stay home in your Mississippi house and watch Wonder Woman 84 on HBO For sure. Max? But what I, I'm, I'm talking specifically, like, when I grew up. Right. Like, I only had the Cineplexes. Um, you know, some, it would be like a, some, you know, 20 miles from my house. It was, um, which 20 miles equals 20 minutes um, <laughs> where I grew up. So, um, it's it was a four screen, but it was like a, a United Artist or a Regal. So. Right. There's no independent theaters, and there's there's really no independent movies until, like, the Malco moved in. Uh-huh. And the Malco, again, is a chain, but they would show independent films, and that's really, like... I would have to go to New Orleans yeah. to go watch independent films. That's crazy. I mean, I'm also thinking about it from a very San Francisco perspective, to be fair. But what, what I guess what I'm saying is, it's like, as it moves more to why do movie theaters exist, since everything will go straight to streaming, the reason movie theaters exist is to show movies you want to see in a movie theater. You know what sure. I mean? And not everything needs to go straight to a movie theater. Some things can go straight to streaming, and I think that's okay. Well, I think that's the changing market. I, I think a, a major part of it, too, is the thing that Fortnite can offer you is like you're consuming art in a room with other people. Right. 
which, which changes is, it. It's especially good for comedies and horror movies. Oh, you get those yeah. Big yeah. group reactions. Uh, I'll tell you, okay, so to bring it to Mill and Murder, that's what I, I pretty much only go to the Balboa to see old movies. I yeah. rarely go there to see new movies. I guess I saw, the last new movie I saw there was Parasite. Um, and Parasite was showing first at like the Balboa and then eventually made it to the big screen in a lot of theaters but it started on an indie run and until it became like an Oscar contender it wasn't showing it it's got virtue it's got vice (laughs) yeah right (laughs) have you seen how to with John Williams John John Wilson Wilson. no okay we gotta show him that before he leaves yeah you guys definitely gotta show me and maybe we'll watch Charlotte's tell him tell are you gonna tell him what that's from that scene so how to with John Wilson is a uh, so John Wilson is a uh, documentarian and he got a show on HBO and essentially like he would do like a half hour show on scaffolding wait are you talking about Joe Para? that's my favorite no, show on HBO it's sim- <laughs> he he does have a similar energy okay to Joe Para. okay um, big fan of Joe Para as big well big fan of Joe Para. but uh, John Wilson is uh, great and he essentially had one episode where um god what was the conce- what was the theme of that one how to cover your furniture yeah it was how to cover your furniture and he ended up going he, he's based out of new york he ended up going to chicago to this guy who has a contraption that he has invented to grow your foreskin back on your penis oh the anti-circumcision movement yes yep so does and that this really guy, work? You can grow it back. Oh yes, it an does inch a work. year. Yes. <laughs> so Are this, you serious? So this guy does music. He has a song where that was one of the lyrics. Grow an inch a year. Yeah. I'm gonna fix me. Oh, great. <laughs> but just anyway. a foreskin. You can't grow like just, the rest of you. Well, <laughs> no, he'd have money if you could grow yeah. more than that. I would be a part of this club, right? Okay. If that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> but also, they got me two T-shirts, so I've got two T-shirts from this, the TLC Tugger guy. Um, but essentially, so one of the best scenes I have ever seen in all of television, and I'll, I'll go as far it's as film is there's he's naked and he's got his dick out and he's got the machine, it's tied to the bedpost and he's laying back and his dick's up like towards his belly button, and then John Wilson's like. Have you seen anything recently? He's like, yeah, I saw Parasite. <laughs> Man, what a film. It's got virtue. It's got vice. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> That's one of those movies I genuinely oh. I genuinely do love, and they got so hyped that it didn't become cool to like it anymore, but I still do really like it. I That's think it was great. great. But what I was what it basically like... Not his best film. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I had to think about it first. I had to think about the film. Did you watch it in black and white? No, 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 in color. Okay, at the beginning. I don't know why he re-released it. In black I and white. don't either. I thought it was good in color. It seemed like I a it in black money and grab. It, it just seemed. I don't know. Maybe he changed. He's his hot, mind. baby. Why would you take a successful movie and try to change it? Take your bad movies and change. Because them. he's hot. He's out there. Let him get some shekels. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm happy for him. I am. Uh, but what I was. That was the last new movie I saw at the bubble. Mostly I see old movies. Mostly I hear. Oh my God, they're showing. You know, one of my favorites. I'll go check it out. I had. I had so much fun seeing, like, for example. You know, when they do Rewind Wednesday, going to see like Josie and the Pussycats or seeing recently Crossroads on the big screen. Oh, Um, damn. Yeah, that was. I've never watched that. Is it worth it? Okay, so this is where I get to get into a major topic I wanted to talk about, about an upcoming uh, Miller murder, which is 
I know, and this is probably one of the areas where Russ and I disagree. I know Russ does not like Mystery Science Theater 3000. No, I don't. I, I am a fan. But I, I will say this. I think that people, not that one, the Britney Spears one. Um, I, think that, I think that people um, see stuff like MST3K and they think they can do it. And so there were too many people at the crossroads showing who were trying to mm. MST3K it. And I feel the same way about razzing a movie as I do about tagging like graffiti if you're gonna do it you better be good you know okay, like like okay. You, you better be telling so like when when i'm at the, when i'm at crossroads and people are like get it britney get it girl i'm like okay you're not really making any jokes you know like if, if, you're, if you're gonna be like riffing on this movie you need to be funny you know you need to be making really good jokes. and also about 30 minutes into crossroads i was like this movie is actually good i mean don't get me wrong it's not an american classic it's not you know amazing screenplay by shonda rhimes not bad you got uh kim cattrall as the neglect negligent mother you know you've got some you got some good dynamics and britney spears i think that we're britney i think we're all reassessing the way we treated her and and i think that she got dragged for for no really good reason i was always team britney for the record and to be fair when you mentioned crossroads i totally thought of the ralph macchio you you were thinking of the 80s movie i was uh yeah i was thinking steve vai yeah yeah Yeah. no i was i meant this one but uh so i say all this to say that frogs is coming up next at the at the bubble as the next 16 millimeter now now I don't know if you've ever heard of Frogs. Frogs from uh, the 70s. Um, it, the band? It originally, it's got a young Sam Elliott and uh, oh. an old Ray Milan. Wait, wait, wait. You're <laughs> saying that Sam Elliott was young at some point. <laughs> no, it's actually, it took us like 40 minutes for me and Harry to realize that it was Sam Elliott. What is he? Oh, we have a ghost. We just picture him from like MAGA memes, you know, just like sitting there in a hat being what like. What is a young Sam Elliott? Is that him? He, he's the like here where is he does he have a mustache i don't think he's on the cover they this movie um oh here hold on he's that guy uh with the long hair or he's down here in the middle to the yeah that guy that's him really i I see it can you even believe it no it's it's him i see i see it in the eyes yeah yeah. you'll you'll recognize him because he is the same guy he always is he's the man's man he's the one Mm -hmm. who's like oh well he comes to a house full of I'm not going to spoil the movie, although there's, okay, not, good, there's not much to spoil. But he he is the man's man in a group of sissy dandy boys. That's like that's his his role in the movie. I think this movie deserves a competent MST3K treatment, and I mean that in the sense that it needs to be done with love. So and, not Jonah Ray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm saying. I'm saying. I think this this could be a like super fun miller murder mm-hmm. but it needs to be a crowd that actually knows how to like have fun at a movie like this you know so, what i mean so this is this was brings up a good conversation because i have a vendetta against the msk people because mst3k but as you were i bet i know i bet i know why <laughs> why B- because they make fun of movies you guys actually like they butchered <laughs> My baby. Which is? Carnival Magic. Oh, yeah. On the most recent edition? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> what did they do? How did they butcher it? Did they cut parts they out? They showed it. Oh, oh, you mean by, by ripping yeah. on it? Yeah. That movie made me sad, dude. It's a wonderful movie. <laughs> the poor monkey. <laughs> I mean, ape. <laughs> the poor ape. Um, yeah, but I mean, he, he he almost committed suicide, but he didn't. Listen, if you go watch an episode of MST3K... I'm he grabbed not, some titties on the way out. I'm not going to tell you to like, like it, because if you don't, that's fine. But if you go watch an episode like... 
um, Merlin Shop of Mystical Wonders, which is an Ernest Borgnine movie about Merlin. And oh. th- that episode had me dying. Or last night I watched Overdrawn at the Memory Bank, which is a Raul Julia Total Recall type movie from public television in the early 80s. That sounds good. Movies like that can't be watched in any other context, basically. Is, I now, here... I don't know. I just let me riff in my head. Here's where I jump in. Now, I grew up... I think I'm the only one in this room that I was an only child for most of my life. Mm-hmm. And I was deathly bored and lonely. And I loved MST3K because I could sit there and it was like, oh... Other people are watching this movie with oh, me. Oh, so you're a heretic. You used to love it. I'm, but the thing was, now, when we were doing the Overlook thing, and I, you know we'd have people come over to review a movie, uh, we did an MST3K one, and it bombed. Okay. And it was mainly because we're in a room with other people who could make jokes, and it's you yeah. really don't need them at that point. Right. Now, to, be, to play my own devil's advocate, when we were watching The Room every month, at the clay, which I know the Balboa has. Balboa's doing it. Now, right? They just did a room showing actually on July 3rd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I got to go to one of those. But when we were watching it all the time, you become so hip to the beat of the movie that MST3K did one, or actually it was the other group. Riff Tracks. Riff Tracks. Yeah, yeah. And they showed it in the theater. And we went to that. And I'll tell you, it really, it let me watch the movie through different eyes because right. they were calling out things that I never noticed. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty valuable. If you watch a movie 40 times drunk and, yeah. you, and you didn't notice that the TV was thrown out the window pre-broken. Right, right. And and they, they point stuff like, Riff Tracks also is how I first watched High School Musical. And they, oh, okay. they did an incredible job of like breaking down why that was such like an empty movie that had nothing to say. Yeah, you know? yeah. But the other thing is, I think, my I used to say that I wanted basically what is now Riff Tracks to exist. I was like, I want the MST3K guys to do a treatment on new movies. And my friend Bob, who I'm going to see this summer, was like, no, part of the point is that you're watching these like unearthed B movies from yeah. the 70s and 80s that some of them are unwatchable without the MST3K treatment like Prince of Space or you know any of any of those old- Clark I get what you're saying where it's like give me a chance when I found out like the early MST3K did the Gamera movies I was like some people really love the Gamera movies yeah. like they they even do I think a few Godzilla movies on uh, MST3K but I would say remember that those guys even if it's a movie that you have some respect for and they rip it to shreds, they've watched that movie like 15 times of to, to get yeah. every joke, to yeah. like pull out. No, I piece. get it, and I respect those guys. It's yeah. just, I, it's not really um, a format that I'm terribly interested well, in. Well, also, the movie, and then they shit on Carnival Magic. The movie, how dare you? Carnival Magic, it can stand on its own merits, though. And I think what Nick is saying, if you're going to do like the Hand of Mantos or whatever. Mantos, the Hands of Fate. There, that movie's boring. <laughs> yeah. It's and if, if you want to unearth a like public domain boring film, power to it. I'd love to see comics right over that. Right. But see, that's what that's what I'm saying is that it, they just lump all this together. I know. They're missing the nuance well, also, they, in Carnival Match. It does feel like punching down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. beating up on someone who, who did really terribly. However... Maybe no one would have seen Carnival Magic. Carnival Magic is now on Netflix. You ever think about that? Like, that movie is getting new eyes. It's on, on it. Netflix? Well, I mean, because it's on MST. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see? But see, that's the problem I have with it. Because it's 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 with, it's with it's packaged wrong. Yeah, but it's it's on Netflix. You know, people are seeing it. No. My, my <laughs> life's work, since I've watched Carnival Magic, my life's work has been to show Carnival Magic to the world. L- and Pat Oswalt is fucking it up for me. L- listen, listen. Let me tell you. I have a similar angst about 
how did this get made? And when they'll do movies on that podcast that I love and they'll rip them apart. And it's like, yeah. what you, who the fuck pays you assholes to talk about these movies? You know, I get that. I get where that feeling is coming from. The basic headline of what I'm saying is the movie Frogs definitely deserves a competent MST3K treatment. So come to the Balboa on July 27th. I'll have to double check that date and see it. And if you're funny, you can make jokes, but, but be funny. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like have your jokes ready to go maybe, or at least like know what you're saying. Um, Anyway, you know, Nick, that, that's what I'm saying. Now, do you think this would work? And for Uff 2, we had a guest, I won't name him, who came on this show. And a lot of the time when we're talking to people about their movie, you know, at the end of the interview, we would cram in like kind of like an Uff thing and talk about sure. found footage. And one of them was like, oh, I made a found footage movie. I didn't want to, but they made me do it. And I don't like it. And for a while, we were thrown around the idea of, like, what if we invited him, we, like, flew him out for Uff 2, and we screened the movie, but we had microphones and just did a live, like, we we did, like, a commentary over it. I think that'd be excellent. I know. And I'm like, one of the things that I've really tried... Just get your jokes ready ahead of time. Well, I wouldn't even try to be funny. It would be more like just playing off of him. Oh, okay. Or like, because, you know, found footage movies... This, yeah, I was anti this idea. You were... You were I think you were weary because we hadn't run it by him. And I was like, dude, he does not like the film. And I wouldn't want to punch down as the other thing. It was also, I, I, if I'm being completely transparent, I didn't want to do it because it was just more work for me. <laughs> That's what it came That's down. what it really came That's down to. Came down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. practical. Hey, guy. I get yeah. it. If, if, if we could have uh, outsourced it, um, I, uh, yeah, I probably would have signed off on it. I think it's a good idea. How I mean, how long is the movie? Oh, no, 90. found footage. They, 90, okay. 90 is a long found that footage is. movie. Now, the longest I that I have come across would be probably Norai. Yeah. Oh, two hours. Yeah, and that's yeah. right at two. Yeah, yeah. That one's long. I, I remember the first time I saw that movie, we had a crowd over when I was in college to watch it. We had multiple people leave in the middle. And then I had people be like, why the hell did you invite me over to watch that trash movie? People couldn't be patient enough with that one. Yeah. I really like Norai. Like, you I have think to. It's great. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's like, it's a procedural. It's like... Um, it's, it's longer, I will admit. It's, yeah. it's, it's no Blair Witch. It's it's a long, slow movie. Oh, it's but, the epic found footage film. Yeah. That's it, what it is. Yeah, it it's, is. it's yeah. the Gone with the Wind of found footage. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia of found footage. And God, that ending is just... It, I, I figured it out, Nick. And over the past two episodes, I keep bringing up this thing I just read about where, uh, you know, a lot of people say the Blair Witch would have never worked if people didn't believe it was real. Right. But in Australia, it came out a year later and everybody knew and it it blew the box office open like people loved it yeah and it's really about the negotiation of are you willing to like really go for a ride with this movie i know and there are people you just know who won't they won't like uh, buckle up for a found footage film. The truth is they're scared. And I mean that literally they're scared of the movie. And so they start being like, this is dumb. I'm not scared oh, dude, to make themselves feel better. I've uh, <laughs> one of our reviewers for the overlook. I straight up like he pissed me off. Well, we were at insidious three. Am I right? I, he threw his, he was doing this thing where, you know, when tensions building, he would go boo and throw his arms up in the oh, air. And I'm just like, up. shut the fuck up. That would piss me off. So after the film, he was like, oh, it wasn't bad. And I'm like, you were terrified. Yeah. You wouldn't shut up. You were like a child. And he went, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it kind of broke my heart because I was being mean. Who but did that? 
I don't. I'm not gonna name them. Name them. Let's dox him. Randy will edit just like this the out. Guy. <laughs> It'll be a test. Just for like, Randy's editing. Just like the guy who robbed the Balboa. We're not gonna dox anyone on the podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> we should dox thieves, dude. That's rule one of doxing. But what if I get what if I get one detail wrong and I get someone innocent hurt? You know, that's what I'm. Collateral saying. damage. <laughs> no, we'll film it. It'll be our found footage movie. Yeah. We'll break in, and then when we don't fight in the ray gun, that's that's what I'm so scared of. Is you know you hear with these internet justice stories that they say the wrong name and someone's like, oh yeah, someone gets like harassed into moving and they didn't do anything but but no to say that my friend admitted to me that he did that exact same treatment for paranormal activity when it first came out um and he was like i was just so scared i just started making jokes man and i was like that's what scared people do they start ragging on this isn't even scary it's and and also for me you know i do like a really good scary horror movie but the point of a horror movie is that it's good yeah, you know yeah. i don't care so much about being terrified and not able nah. to sleep i care about it being a good movie that i enjoy to me the best found footage movie happens to also be to me the scariest found footage movie which is lake mungo that's oh, my, okay that's my absolute favorite my number one and Very i also good. think that whole movie is a twin peaks reference because her name's palmer she drowns oh. image of her wrapped in plastic there's the Dad, there's the secret there's the plastic. there's the secret sex life that's a good jack nancy <laughs> <laughs> What, what, what do the owls do in Twin Peaks? <laughs> They're not what they I say. don't think we were recording yesterday when you said it, but I think you're like, you know, like Twin Peaks, the owls are watching. Yeah. And Randy almost had a damn heart attack. Of course, we, Randy loves Twin Peaks. We could hear him in Oakland. <laughs> the owls are watching. <laughs> like that's like asylum films version of twin peaks <laughs> welcome to double mountains yeah double the mountains. owls are watching <laughs> you just watched like mungo too uh, right uh probably six to eight months ago yeah. i can't remember what what your reaction it's great it. yeah okay. i really like that one yeah. a lot man I, yeah i went on like a binge i watched like like mungo and um sarah's missing and That's the game. Megan is missing. Megan is missing. Megan. You watch Megan go. is missing. Megan is oh, missing. Oh, that one's fucked up. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Goy. I was not prepared. That one's that one's a little exploitative and bad kitties. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, Michael Goy. We got to try and get him on the show. Write that down. That he uh he was. I like to bring him up because he was the head of the Directors Guild at the time when he seriously, made it. yeah, and and um, he made Megan is missing. Yeah, and he he's a good example for found footage fans to be like, it's not we're you know it's not filmmakers trying to take advantage of being amateur and just trying to cash in. Like that guy used the format to be like diegetically like terrifying. Yeah, no. I mean, okay, I, I don't want to talk shit about someone who's going to be on the mic with you, but Megan yeah, is missing. right. Michael Coy ain't going to... He's TikTok famous now. My, oh, okay. Well, then he's not... I'm not going no, to I'm not gonna take him down. Um, Mike, and I, and I, I wish him all the luck in the world. Megan is missing struck me as like a sort of bargain bin Larry Clark's kids. For sure. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the vibe. And I was like, this is made by someone who hasn't hung out in a te- with a teenager in 10 years. You know? like Because all the like, oh, I'm going to a party. You got to suck my dick to get the alcohol. It's like, you yeah. really think teenagers are like that? I know. <laughs> like, like, did bother me. <laughs> yeah, well, right. here's the thing. He's literally a dad who was reading a newspaper. Yeah, right. that was, it's got dad energy yeah, to yeah. it. The yes, whole thing. Yes. Well, and the it thing was, totally does. he was angry that you know kids would go missing, and then next weekend nobody cared. So he really wanted to punish the audience by making a movie. Well, honestly, because it it sort of felt like a public service in right. no, a yeah. certain degree. Yeah. Totally, hundred percent. And also like an indictment of bondage porn, and an indictment of like let's blend the worst of everything into one. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. 
Oh my god! Well, it's you're bringing an urban legend to life. I mean, I'll admit it's disturbing. Yeah. It got under my skin. I still think about it, but I also think it's disturbing, kind of in a cheap way. You know, it's sort of well, like hitting it, some it cheap falls shots. into the cannibal holocaust problem, where it's like you've set out to warn everybody about a thing, so you made the thing. Yeah, right. And right, it's right. like, well, now you've made the thing. You're just your problem. Oh, too. I hear what you're saying. You're saying like the cannibal holocaust, which is a movie I when I initially saw it, I loved one of my favorites. I you're, still love it. You're, I, I still like it a lot. But you're saying it's like it was about how you shouldn't exploit native tribes and then it exploited native tribes well, it, or, well the whole thing is just like um cinema that's using like real violence or oh, like yeah. and you know it's Isn't like that what charlotte's net well, is too it's, it's kind of an indictment of mondo film sure exactly except even it though it made, invented it, the mondo yeah film. i'm like but dude you've made it popular <laughs> and it's got a sweet ass score oh my god that's the best part of the whole movie okay. <laughs> I listen to that theme once a week. Did you ever my... watch the movie? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I also watched I like all the lot. knockoffs: Cannibal Ferox, Cannibal Apocalypse. See, I haven't done the knockoffs. Mondo Kane, Women of the World. Didn't Ferox get a uh, a Criterion release? No. When you when you see something like Ferox, <laughs> I think it did. You just feel sorry for the animals that had to die for that movie to exist. <laughs> Randy <laughs> like, just rolled over in his grave when you said Ferox got a Criterion Ferox, release. Umberto Lenzi. Um, Something weird. Don't you share a birthday with uh, Rogero Diodato? Oh, I do. Yeah, I, yeah. I re- see. I remember everything. I never forget a thing. Him and, uh, I him got and Fred Johnny. Durst. <laughs> Dude, I, fuck Fred Durst. While we're still on the, t- you got Fred Durst. I got Fred Durst, <laughs> Robert Plant, and Andrew Garfield. I think I only have Herman Hesse. Okay? I got Diodato and Johnny U. Unitas. I've got who's the pop star who tried to kill herself and went on Joe Rogan. Uh, Miley Cyrus. No, the other one. I wouldn't know. Uh, Cindy Lauper. No, the one who. Demi? Oh, Demi Lovato? Yeah, I got Demi Lovato. Oh, she went on Rogan? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, poor her. I I imagine she's a boring interview. Yeah, I didn't. I I mean, Miley, he's just like, well, it's a crazy voice you got there. I think it's cool that you're on on a found footage rediscovery kick, though. Did you watch um, the Unfriended movies? Those are some of my own. Yeah, I love love all those. Uh, Dude, the, the Unfriended, genuinely, I watched it in the middle of quarantine, and I was like, this movie is ahead of its time. Because it's a Zoom horror movie. It's a Skype, but it's a Zoom horror movie. Nah, nah. Unfriended is incredible. Love it. It's the better mechanism. Dark Web? Eh. I didn't actually see Dark Web. I've only seen the first one. You know what's funny? Unfriended with Megan is missing. The the thing that kind of like kneecaps Unfriended is it goes paranormal. Yeah. Like, I, that's really where a I lot of the saying. critics kind of try to shit on and it. And Dark Web isn't, right? No. Even though it's like... And it's, people shit on it for that. Right. But, okay. It's a lose-lose. You can't win with that. I, I love them both. I don't care. I'm a slasher guy. You know that. Yeah. But I, and I don't usually seek out ghost movies. I'm not a big fan of all the, the Conjurings. Uh, but, but um, Unfriended was one of my favorite ghost movies. Like, the first one. Oh, yeah. And also, I mean, it's, of course, it's an MTV movie. So, it's a little yeah, exaggerated. Yeah. But... They did teenagers pretty well. Like, like I actually would say, unfriended is fairly accurate. Like you, they well, they dude, got teenagers pretty well. They opened it with live leak. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's real. Yeah. Because I'll be at work. I mean, I'm sure everybody. I don't know about you. You work in schools. Sure. You have a you have a coworker come up to you and like, hey, check this out, and you watch a person die. Back in my warehouse days. Yeah, I and remember. you're like, you know, uh, as a reminder, my tenth grade math teacher showed me. <laughs> Sorry, I keep blowing out the mic. No, you're good. I'm watching it. Clark's making me laugh. But you told us this. I heard. No, you didn't tell me this. I heard this on the Charlotte's net. He showed you what was it? ISIS beheading. Mm -hmm. What the fuck was Mm -hmm. he like a reactionary who was trying to like get you all to join the army or something? He's still an educator today. (laughs) Go. What's his name? 
We've already had a redacted. There, we've, 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 <laughs> so we're, not, we're not doing any doxing, but can I he just has a good name. Though. What was his angle? Like, what was he trying to? I don't know. Was he I, trying I to get you guys really to like know. rally against ISIS? And I, it, or? it genuinely fucked me up. I mean, of course, I hadn't seen anything remotely like that, and the fact that it was real. Now, the best thing about it was that it was pretty pixelated. Thank God. Oh, that makes it scarier. But. Yeah, because then then that gets real. stuck in your mind. It feels like it shouldn't be on TV. Because that also, was like, can you pull up the uh, Gallows trailer while we're talking? Yes. I just want to show Nick. Okay. I don't know. I just didn't imagine that a head would fall off that way. Yeah. And that blood would look like that. Yeah. It's kind of like what Russ said about the the shooting in Charlotte's Network. It's like, oh, it looks exactly like Scanners, where it's like all the things that was all, terrifying. All the things though. you think would be more. Oh, it's. Well, no. That, there, there was a video that uh, a couple years ago that was a live leak thing that went around, and unfortunately, I, I watched that as well uh, unknowingly when I was watching. And it was a guy who got shot in the head mm-hmm. uh, in a car. Uh, they the gun they didn't think the gun was loaded, and they shot him. Oh, he Tiger lived. King. It was Tiger King. This guy lived. He got shot in the head. Are you talking about Tiger King? Yeah, the part where you just see the guy's <laughs> Tiger King. where you just see the guy's face, and he does like this, and he's like. The whole time? It was a target. That was a great shot, by the way. my God. Found footage movie? It'd be perfect. But it was just... Well, in Charlotte's Net, there is... I think I described him as kind of like your traditional hipster live streamer. And uh, that was Scanners. Yeah. Uh, Like, through and through. I remember when that video was going around, and people were like, watch out, because this is going to be the suicide video that sneaks up at you. There was another one recently on TikTok where a woman was getting beheaded. They do these, like, shock videos that they sneak into these apps, you know what I mean? Now, now, TikTok, is there some sort of governance on this thing, or is it Wild West? I think there was... uh, Okay, (laughs) right now, they're trying to adjust, because there were some problems. Right now, it's I'd say it's still in the Wild West. I heard it's a lot of pedophile stuff, There definitely is that element, as there is on YouTube, as there is on a lot of those things. Oh, for sure. Once it learns who you are, it gradually like now all I get is like food content dance contests and I just started putting up some TikToks of like movie recommendations and stuff so if it learns you I don't want to do it but it starts <laughs> I don't want to do it, it it'll know you're a man and it'll start you off with nothing but twerk videos and then you'll scroll oh, that for dude. a few months and gradually it'll learn but see it's gonna be like my Instagram where it's just it's just it's just hamburgers and race cars yeah okay Russell's Instagram and chubby girls suggestions is all girls like shaking their boobs that's mine too like, yeah it's mine too I'm like, I'm like what the fuck it's well mine is it's like girls trying to shake their tits and then dudes like curling barbells yeah so and i'm like what the so fuck I, so so instagram's algorithm is garbage and they're like you're a man i don't know boobs and they'll yeah, just throw yeah. that at you and then and then tiktok it'll start you with nothing but twerking it'll be like you like you're a man you like twerking right and then gradually it'll be like do you like movies too do you also like recipes we'll work that in you know and it'll start to like give you other kind of and now it knows who i am exactly like i'll mention something and it'll be like thinking about going to hawaii we've got a tiktok for Isn't you. that scary though? Yeah, it learned me, but you know, we're all loving to learn, learning to love Big Brother. Right? <laughs> Do you know how much uh, merchandise I have purchased over Instagram ads? Yeah, I mean, me it's too. It's a lot. They gets me. Okay, what, what's what's up with the gallows? No, I wanted to pull this up because I, uh, when the gallows first uh, was coming out, I was pumped. This is right and when I started substitute teaching. It's because of the trailer, and this trailer, they. Like, again, I know you're a huge slasher fan, and that genre really needs some, like, we need to, like, give it some life. Yeah. And I thought 
this movie was going to be like a paranormal slasher film. Right. And it's, I just wanted to uh, make everybody look at the dude coming down the hall. Like they do the cool in camera trick where we have a light on the left that's trying to pull your eye. I vaguely remember this trailer. It's okay, very, then, then I don't want to so ruin it. Now, a, check oh, that oh, out. okay. So there's a girl on the floor oh, crying. There's a giant check it out. tall figure looming in the right. Well, he's got the. I'm moving across the ground like I'm not walking, right. going. And there's a noose. And that little bit captured my imagination. So, And then I went and I watched the movie and I was fucking angry. Can I, can this is great, too. That's freaking scary, actually. But can I, can I ask you a question? Is this the movie with Charlie, Charlie, Charlie? Are you here? Um, uh, is it Charlie? Ch- yeah. Okay. Because let me tell you a story. I, I, I try to be a skeptic. I don't believe in anything. Um, but <laughs> I'll, I'll cast the occasional spell. But um, when this movie came out, uh, all the kids, and this was like right when I began substitute teaching, all the kids at the three schools I would sub at were doing this thing where they would make a, a CC no no uh, cross section. Yeah. So it was like yes, yes, no, no, but in Spanish. And they would stack two pencils on top of each other and they would go, Charlie, Charlie, are you here? And the pencil was supposed to move and yep. say yes. So I got so annoyed with the kids doing this all day because I would be trying to teach and there would be like multiple kids at multiple tables <laughs> doing this that at one point I was like you know what let's just all do it together and get it over with okay and half the kids left the room because they're like hell no but then the other half stayed in the room and I was like you can stay in the hallway if you don't want to do this and we all held hands and we <laughs> and and we made one and we put it in the middle because I'm like I'm gonna prove to you all that you, this is this is garbage. And here's why you're going and to a new y- school. Y- <laughs> <laughs> this was at the beginning of my teaching career. This actually got me. Uh, the kids were like, "Oh, nickel pause class to do a seance." You know, it's kind of cool. <laughs> um, but uh, but so I was like, "Let's all do it. Let's all hold hands." We went and we all in unison go, "Charlie, Charlie, Charlie, are you here?" Pencil skews to yes, and I felt my heart drop. <laughs> <laughs> For one second, I was like, "It's real. It's all real." There really is a ghost. We have, that- a, I have a short to show you too that we, that I <laughs> I fought to show at the pre-show at of twenty four. What's it called? Charlie, Charlie. It is about. Is it tie-in to the gallows? No. It's, it's like follow-up from from that whole from that whole affair. Do you remember it? For the I record, remember. The reason why we did not show it is because we had already locked programming. Also, I don't like this. How you both of you are like, I had to fight to show some. We're a team over here. Can we at least pretend? No, <laughs> like, that, that was the one thing that, and that was because I think I don't know. Oh yeah, your mic's off. This is By why, the way, this I, I had to, to fight for up. Space Club. No, no, y'all, y'all just the gave one that me you said club. you had to fight for was fraud. I did have to fight for fraud because I did listen to you. Turn I didn't, your I, mic off. Too. I didn't see that one. Um, Don't worry. It's let, let, let me tell you a funny we story. We tried to keep him like. Uh, uh, well, we the got deal. the filmmaker coming <laughs> on. So. No. There's no smooth transition to this, but I'm seeing an audition on your wall as well. And I wanted to tell this story. This was my favorite memory from um, 16 millimeter. Once again, by the way, everyone, 16 millimeter at the Balboa. It's one Wednesday a month. We're hopefully going to have a few extras in October. Right before COVID, the very <laughs> last thing I saw in theaters. And in fact, it was the last special screening that the Balboa Theater did before they shuttered for 400 days, oh, more wow. than a year, which was really sad for all of us. Um, Harry showed audition on 16 millimeter. No. Now, nowadays, I think it's a good idea when you're teaching, for example, to go ahead and, you know, hey, kids, this 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 book we're about to read or this movie I'm about to show you contains some disturbing content. You know, if you feel too scared, you can leave the room. I don't want your I'd rather you leave the room than your parents call me later, you know. Um, however, I said to Harry, like a jerk, I said to do the thing I did to my friend Bob years ago, which is I said, this movie doesn't really get gnarly till about the midway point. So maybe there's some people here who don't know. Let's just do it as a joke. Tell them it's a romantic comedy. And so 
and I mean, most people there must have already known what audition was. Yeah. yeah. But Harry went up front and he's like, hey, everyone, thanks for coming out for one of my favorite Japanese romantic comedies. And the crowd sort of chuckled. And he's like, I hope you really enjoy. This is a movie about a man whose wife dies, but he learns to find love again. Right? <laughs> and I hope you enjoy audition. And he left. So the movie's showing. First thing that happened is this guy in the front seemed to be a little, uh, you know, uh, a few cards short of a deck or whatever. The, he was the, grunting or he what was he, he was he was not all there. He was having a bit of an episode I'm and sure. he started to like make noises in the middle of the movie and then seemingly was talking on his phone. Oh, Harry came no. in and it was a two since since it was 16 millimeter it was a two reel movie so we had to have an audition to switch yeah. the reels. So Harry comes in and he's like yo bro I don't know what you're doing but you have to you, you if you're going to be on the phone you got to get out. The guy leaves and he's like this movie's crazy man and Harry's like yeah if you can't handle it just just leave you know don't be here for it so we have an audition the guy's outside I'm like he's not gonna come back intermission anymore. because they're switching the reels in yeah. the aud- audition intermission <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah right right <laughs> right yeah um and so but then I, I'm like oh good he left but then as we're going back into the show I'm like oh no because I see the guy coming back in and <laughs> and Harry's not the kind of guy to give someone a hard time you know if, if they want to try to come back in he'll let him so the guy comes back in right when the movie goes into spoiler alert for audition into the torture sequence that sort of crowns it uh, the guy literally stood up and goes alright see ya and just walked oh. out which was good he's like I'm monitoring his own mental health and he's like I'm out of here I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this but the best part was there was a couple there because Harry at the beginning of the screening I said how many of you have seen this movie and like half of the people raised their hand mm-hmm. you know including me and uh, and the other half hadn't and you know, a lot of them were on dates where someone had like brought them to audition was like oh I'll take oh, you to right. see audition this is one of my favorites you know like if you can handle this we're cool um, and, I get it and there was a plenty of not those. a first date <laughs> I don't know which date it was but anyway this bickering starts between this man and this woman this this like I can't wait to fucking what you taking me this fucking sick piece of shit and you're like you hear this in the background and the guy's like it's good just give it a chance it's like a very stylized movie goes, no this is a fucking disgusting sick piece of shit why would you take me to this and then so they're arguing basically the woman is upset because the movie's upsetting and the guy is like come on give it a chance and in front of her this guy goes if you don't like the movie just leave and she goes you know what I will leave and she stands up and storms out and then there's about you know a minute or two and then the guy goes oh, sorry everybody and he follows after her and I was like I think that just ruined a relationship Whoa. this movie long story short they didn't deserve each other no and seeing audition again in theaters, I used to show this movie sort of as a joke when I was a teenager to like scare people. Yeah. Watching it again as an adult, it's a fucking masterpiece. It's beautiful it's film. It's amazingly beautiful. made. And soon after seeing it at that screening, COVID hit. I got the book Rio Fukui or no Ooh. Rio Murakami, and Rio Fukui is the uh, is the jazz guy. Yeah, Rio, get it right. Yeah, <laughs> Rio Murakami. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rio Murakami, whose books you can really only find at Kino Kaniya in Japan Town. I read the original book. It's it's also one of those few cases where I would say the movie's better than the book. The book is just a pulp crime story. And the movie oh, okay. is like an elevated, surreal kind of, it's like the, it's like the shining treatment, you know, where it took like sort of a simple story and made it stylized in a way. Yeah. 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 So I love it. I hope audition comes back to Miller murder. There's no plan for it now, but that was one of the best Miller murder showings we ever had. Oh, it was fantastic. Now, what did he do during the uh, the phone scene with the bag? <laughs> Is that when he left? No, no, it was the foot cutting and yeah, uh, <laughs> or was the eyeball needles? The eyeball needles. Ah. Kitty, 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 kitty. Um, and you know what? I I early on in my relationship, I'm, and I'm I don't do this anymore. We've been together a decade, but early on in my relationship with my wife, I was like. When she wasn't my wife, when she was some girl, I was like, "Hey, let's watch some, you know, let's watch a Serbian film, and let's yeah, let, yeah. Let's, let's just see how you hang, you know, that that kind of thing." It's, yeah. it, and so that's probably what that guy was doing. He's like, "I'm gonna take you to see audition. We'll but see how this I, goes." 
Did you show her? Serpico? No, we never got around to that one. We watched we watched some other more disturbing ones. I couldn't get a copy of the uncut version. It was hard to come by at that point. That was 2012. I think I we think. have like nine. <laughs> I think we do. I have it on VHS. Yeah. There's a dude that DMs us all the time trying to buy it. Oh. And I'm like, you're creeping me out. Dude, I, it was really hard to find. Nowadays, you mostly can find a cut version and then watch all the cut scenes in a separate YouTube video. Oh, yeah. The VHS, <laughs> I think um, Stephen Byro only made five of them at that event we went to. Yeah, where you took the best we went picture to a certain of your life. film event. <laughs> these are the, these are the maybe choices they would show made. maybe they would show Charlotte's net maybe contact James. No, you know <laughs> for sure. And the problem with Serbian film is when you watch it with the filmmakers, it like it really neuters that movie. Like it's not edgy at all by the end of it. So I think movies like a Serbian film or August Underground are so disturbing that they numb you at a certain point. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think. The movies that really get under my like we I know this is one of your favorite movies, Russ. A movie that like like August Underground. By the end of watching those, I was like, I don't feel anything anymore. Like yeah, I'm just yeah. numb. Serbian film is more like a Greek tragedy. I think that movie is actually great. Um, but the movies that get under my skin are ones where there will be like one or two scenes of extreme violence, like um, well, because they're haunting. Dragged across concrete, man. Okay, that movie oh, still talking. really gets under my skin. Look how happy you made him. <laughs> I mean, that movie. You know, I like Mazala. <laughs> that movie. I still think about that movie, and I still feel disturbed just like i'm remembering scenes from that the i can't i'll tell you it my first viewing of it, i didn't love it i turned Um, it off because i was offended at like the hour mark and then turned it back on the bank scene no when the cops i was like is this a pro police brutality movie yeah for that that, yeah (laughs) i the bank the bank scene uh no that is where it began to get like holy shit yeah yeah because like, there's good bad and then you know I, yeah. i'm not gonna finish it because that it was like what are we doing right now or all the <laughs> shit i mean it's it's hard for me to even think about all the shit after the bank with the with the hostage that they take it's just like this yeah. is so cruel this now, movie's like mean i've you know? watched it three more times <laughs> <laughs> i uh, own it so i should watch it again and I'm, I'm i'm more on board but um now what is your take on like like uh Human centipede. I I uh, like. Uh, I would uh, here. I'll give you my exact ranking on that. Okay, so Ooh, I'm on, a, on a on a out of ten scale, and I don't give tens because there's no such thing. So a nine is the best a movie can be. Okay. I would say Human Centipede one is like a four. Human okay. Centipede two is like a six point five. It's okay. pretty good. I actually think the second one is the best one. It's it's so over the top. It's so crazy. And then Human Centipede three is like a zero. I okay. freaking hate it. Okay. So that's my take. And I'm sorry if you disagree. Human Centipede three is a masterpiece. <laughs> okay. Out of, out of nine, it's an 11. Because it's 9-11 of movies. <laughs> Dude, the second one. The, the, right, the, the second one? The black and white. Dare I say almost beautiful. It's amazing. The second I, the second one really, really did something there. I'm a real big fan of the second one. Three is fun. No. I love three. <laughs> three is is where you start to get into like... You're very clearly watching a movie made by a European using American cultural signifiers. He's like, I'm going to cast a porn star. Yep. I'm going to have a waterboarding sequence. Yep. I'm going to make a commentary-ish on like the American prison system. Yep. It's 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 basically watching a porno. I mean, in a yep. weird sort of... I feel like Human Centipede 1 was already based on someone's fetish a little bit. Human Centipede 2 was doing something filmic. Like, it was doing something that I felt was actually, like, of cinematic value. And 3's taking a shit on all of three it. 3 is no, jack-off it, it, exactly. material for it's, weirdos. We're, we're going... We're we're circling the toilet bowl. Yeah. And the first one had an idea that offended... I, I ultimately think 1 is kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. Like, the yeah. advertisement was the best part for me. But then 2 is kind of like, wow, they've become, like, introspective, and they've... Yeah. Really Realized what they've done exactly. and they're making a commentary exactly. on it. Exactly. But then the third one is like, 
I know we, it's almost like a broken clock. Right, right. Like it hit one time and then it's like, but now we've imploded and we're in a new dimension and we're breaking the fourth wall. We're bringing the director in. We're shitting on him. Like, so it did, it seemed to me incorrect because I saw the first one. It was a curiosity at best. Uh-huh. It also was like frustrating because, I mean, this is a dumb thing to get frustrated about with horror movies, but it did frustrate me, which is like, why did they not double tap when they were escaping? <laughs> you know, like like for real. Like they like you guys want to get out of here, fucking stick the scalpel yeah, in Yeah, it's not like, great. Yeah, it's not great. And, and it was it was disturbing in ways that were new. So I was like, okay, I guess this is of interest. The second one I was like, oh wow, we're going in an interesting direction yep. now. Like we're about to go and I thought the third one would be like pure minimalism. Like no dialogue, no. existing in like a Lynchian surreal scape of hell. Like I thought it would be more like a uh who's the guy who made the goddamn uh, Geiger. I thought it would be more okay. like a Geiger mm. movie. Like we would go into full just cinema pure, you know? Yeah. And instead it was, I think like a porno, like basically like well, where it was like, it was so exploitative. I think someone masturbates to human centipede three, someone, in the I, world. you know, I really, I think there would have been fanfare and this is what I always preached. If Dennis Hopper were in it, where that kind of like cinema insanity, I think he was dead by then. I know, but it, I mean, you replace him as the warden right. and that's a movie people are screening in independent theater. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it should have also been in black and white or been animated. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, dude, they brought back characters from every movie. That's true. Casted them against the film. Then we're watching the movie in the film. Brought the director in to make a movie about the prison, but then also elaborate made the human caterpillar or what the fuck was that thing? That yeah, yeah. I don't know. Also, I, he killed a guy, brought him back to life, <laughs> and killed him again. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> no, it's it's bonkers. It's mad. It's like it's fucking Jodorowsky's look human centipede. It's not. Jodorowsky. He looks. Look, look at him. He looks like a turtle it's, that it, came out of his shell. I would maybe say it was like John Waters' human centipede. Oh. Okay, like and and, it's and, in I, and, and I like John Waters. I'm not saying John Waters did. Yeah, it. it's or, or you know who's who's like a director I fucking hate. I can't I can't think of one. But well, it's part like hack camp and part like brilliant art house. Yeah. but it's in the middle and nobody can appreciate it. I don't like it. I like this, <laughs> I, I, I like I like the second. One. I like the second one. Second one's great. Second one is is wonderful. Third is a masterpiece. <laughs> Third is. Do you like three over two? There. I mean, you know, we're talking apples and oranges. Or two, just, three, or one. Just being contrarian. I, I, in terms of rewatchability, three over two. Well, yeah. You don't oh, yeah. like the baby popping out in the car at the end of two? I feel like that's good. That's, 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 all a, that's what I always that's think of. I know. That's, that's what I hoop. always think of. That's a hoop. That is just like, oh my freaking God. Not to mention, the, but my favorite sequences from two are not just the human centipede stuff. When he comes home and his mom is stabbing what she thinks is him in yeah. bed and he just kind of like casually gets back into bed. That's That stuff is, the guy gives such a, it feels like like a Udo Kier performance. You know what I mean? Oh, the guy yeah, gives yeah. such a brooding, thoughtful performance in human centipede two. It's fantastic. Now, um, here's what I, can't decide on would it be more brutal in color no i think that maybe but it wouldn't work as well i yes. think that the black and white made it the mood piece that it was and i think that what it was showing was like a descent into style the first one felt like an episode of law and order the second one felt like more of like a stylized film and i thought the third one should have gone like full stan brackage and been like or like, yeah. or like or david lynch and been like more of an eraser head vibe you know and gone deeper into it but that's my affectations and i know no. that's more of a randy taste Our, how would stan eh, brackage randy. human centipede work i would sign up for that right i think it would just be images randy without, couldn't hang with these films <laughs> I there's think no would, way it would be a series of images sort of strung together of you know yeah we um god was that during uh of when it was the girls had gone out to go get probably alcohol 
and it was you, me, and Randy. We were at the house, and you had turned on Stan Brackage, and then we were just like, let's just stare oh. at the screen. And yeah, not acknowledge them. Yeah, at we all. we freaked out marbles. Oh, yeah. and acted like you've been king and yellowed. Basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, all the lights were off. We had the projector. Like Ringu. On. We had yeah. it really loud, and it's. I said, "Don't answer them." <laughs> and they came and were talking to us. And I, uh, Madeline, started that's a good one. Out. That's a good prank. I, <laughs> I actually like that a lot. I'm gonna pull that chestnut out this October. That's a good one. You basically are doing like a, a Polybius kind of thing. Oh with yeah, a, with like a is, movie. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. I I really liked your idea, by the way. The Medusa thing. Yeah. I don't know how I never. Right. Isn't that a smart I idea? almost wish you didn't say it on here. We could have done we something. We could still with it. do it. I mean, there's I plenty of people. We could still bring it out. I'm bringing this up here now so that if anyone steals the full idea, <laughs> it's on record that that was my idea originally. It sort of is inspired by, like, I think in John Carpenter's Cigarette Burns, he talked about how, like, the, the actual film they show is an, a real angel getting its wings oh, cut yeah, off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I was like, oh, well, the obvious thing to do is have. Medusa head turns people to stone because I think Medusa is the original mad masterpiece like you look at it and you you die or you go crazy Um, and also uh, Infinite Jest which oh god am I going to spoil Infinite Jest the thousand page book that everyone feels like they should read one day you should it's a good big but I'm going to spoil it spoilers for Infinite Jest you should still read the book at the end of that, they reveal that the movie that makes everyone go crazy is a baby's perspective of a mother apologizing. And that's the movie that'll make people in such a rapture that they will watch it until they die because everyone wants their mom to say sorry, basically. Um, <laughs> pretty conceptual. I gotta like wrap my head around that. Yeah, right. Pretty deep and conceptual. It just reminded me of the um, Opie and Anthony thing I showed you years ago about the... Um the abortion about the aborted fetus that was telling the story about being oh aborted. Oh my god, that reminded you of that. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys have you guys ever seen um Have you guys seen the suckling? Oh no, but I know you know what this yes. is. It's a, my, I, we watched that on my last birthday. Uh, you, that was the movie you chose for your birthday. I genuinely thought it was a good movie, like Me too. genuinely I'm there un, with you. unironically good. You yeah, know, I liked it. the idea of the aborted fetus comes back for revenge and a membrane grows around the house. I thought it was great. They they ragged on that movie on Red Letter Media, and that was when I had sort of the MST through K angst, where I was like, "Come on, guys, it's good. Like it's it's a cool concept." You know, and, but if when you when you like break down the plot, like people asked me at work what I did for, I was like, oh, "Let's watch the movie." Like That's I didn't a- try to explain. Them. I'm like, "Oh, it's funny, you know, an aborted." Fetus. You know, what, you know, would be a great double feature is five months, three weeks, and two days, and then and then the suckling right afterwards. I don't know that I first one. That was a deep yet. cut joke. Randy just laughed if he was listening. Okay, to this. <laughs> that's a very serious movie. I would have went Red Christmas. Red Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched that? No. <laughs> Got him, Clark. Watch the documentary <laughs> about Red Christmas. Watch the documentary about Red Christmas. Yeah. What's the documentary? A uh, horror movie, a low budget nightmare. Oh, similar. Yes. It's a it's a rescued fetus type of movie, um, but. Yeah. So anyway, so those okay. are all those movies. Now, um, Clark, just because you run the show and you have no idea this, or how long have we been? Going? We're we're one twenty. But okay. before we cut them loose, I, I'm just curious as a uh, newly. Um, I, I've returned to the fandom of Tarantino. I don't know if I would have ever called myself a fan, but recently I I do now. Sure. And I'm curious. Uh, Thanks to Joe Rogan. If you had uh, purchased his book and or or planning to read it, I heard about it, but no, I have not read it or bought it. No, it's been so long since we ran into you. Did you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh my God, bro! Did I watch it? Yes. I came back from my. Sorry, I don't mean to make like tell a whole story. No, go for but it. I came back from my honeymoon slash mini moon. I was supposed to have a honeymoon this last summer. Didn't have it. Oh. Jesus. Clark just dropped this book, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. a novel by Quentin Tarantino. Look at it, says Did he write store? this? Yeah, yeah, he wrote it. I love this. 
Oh my god! So I gotta, the, so I gotta, the first pressing was like this dime store. Um, I gotta read this. Hasn't man. Do, hasn't done the uh, hardback yet. Okay, so I got married up in Mendocino, and then my wife and I went on a mini moon along the Mendocino coast for a week, where we went to all these beautiful hotels along the Mendocino coast. Had this wonderful time. As we're driving down Highway One, real casual. Let's take the scenic route home. My brother calls, and he's like, "Are you guys coming back into town today?" And I was like, "Yeah, we're actually on our way back now." He said, we're about to show Once Upon a Time in Hollywood premiering. We're about to show the first screening at the bubble in film on three reels. Do you want to come? And I was like, we'd already decided to take the scenic route. And we were way out on Highway 1. I was like, we're going to try. And so, <laughs> and so, and so we, we start going. And by the way, if you take the scenic route, it is the scenic route. It uh-huh. really just curves and curves yep. and curves. We actually made it within about five seconds to the Balboa. We actually had to stop at home, unload everything from our wedding, and then book it to the Balboa. So I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in a state of like absolute bliss because I was coming straight off my honeymoon. And I, and I was like, this is the best... Quentin Tarantino movie I've ever seen like this has got to be his best movie and I, and I remember thinking that I also loved how there were two intermissions so I could talk the whole time and be like oh really getting cool. really getting nervous for Sharon Tate here <laughs> <laughs> things are not looking good and then when things played out the way they played out I was like well that's nice isn't yeah. that and, it, and it, at the end it was like a very optimistic movie I was like how how pleasant um, and then went across the street got drinks ran into some friends of college and I was like this is so great a few days later because I had gotten as a wedding present. God, I hope no one I work with hears this. Um, I they won't. I, doubt I promise they, you. I doubt they will. <laughs> um, I, as a wedding present, I had gotten a bag of shrooms and uh, for me and the wife to use. And we had already taken some and gone to the botanical gardens and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm on summer break. And I want to be on Brad Pitt's level at the end of the movie. <laughs> and so, you know, he has his little LSD apotheosis moment there where he's like, are you guys real? You know, and that whole thing. Yeah. And so I was like, I want to be on his level at that moment. So uh, I went. Something dumber than that. <laughs> so, so I walked down to this is after I was like I want to see also if it's as good as I remember it because the first time I saw it, I was like that's the best Quentin Tarantino movie ever made yeah. by far and I want to give it a second shot because I was in a just I was in a really good mood that day so we'll see you know so I go down to the uh, the the oh, what is it the Kabuki which okay yep. had actually gotten a little lamer because it had just been bought by AMC and it wasn't as cool as it used to be no offense yeah. to the Kabuki but the bar was closed they can I wanted, take the hit I'm wanted, not a fan I wanted to down my shrooms with some beer they didn't even open the bar till the middle of the movie anyway so I I eat them at the beginning of the movie by the time um, <laughs> by the time Brad Pitt is tripping on acid I'm I'm tripping uh-huh. and I was like this is perfect and then <laughs> <laughs> and and I walked out I walked out still feeling like. That was the best Quentin Tarantino movie, and then I was still tripping, so I walked home all the way from Japantown. Like I gotta wear this thing down, you know. But. Now, <laughs> two weeks ago, I think I uh, covered a movie Gaia on here, and I had taken an edible that I man edibles they're Russian roulette. You never know when they're gonna hit for real, and that thing hit me hard during that movie. And I remember f- feeling handicapped yeah. as like an audience member, and I was like, I kind of feel at the mercy of the movie. Yeah, I don't how. How do you feel about that? Do you think it's enhancing or kind of like hindering? Um, I think it depends what movie you're seeing. And I think that you should watch a movie for the second time. If you're going to take serious... Okay, smoking weed or eating weed, if it's not a huge dose, I would do it for any movie. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm usually smoking weed if I'm watching a movie pretty much all the time. Um, however, taking like acid or shrooms... Make it your second time seeing that movie. Don't don't like see. Oh, I think this movie would be good in a trippy context. Don't yeah. don't watch a movie for the first time. You know that's that's what I say. For a heavy edible, I never take edibles because I get that knockout effect where I'm like oh. I'm I'm lost. Like I don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know I, I can't follow any of this. I don't know what's up. I remember 
taking a heavy edible to see the color out of space and just being like, holy crap. When it, when they got to the like mother son combo, I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I was ready for this. <laughs> like, you know, now I did too. And that movie's still kind of like a vague memory for me. Yeah. And I, ah, dude, I've done it twice. What was the um, Ty West Western movie? Uh, never saw it, but it was called. I own it. I oh, mean, oh, was it the with the the burrowers? No, no. no. What the hell? Oxana, look it up. Ty West. He did a western. It had a Ethan Hawke. Right, was the lead. Yeah. I always forget the name. I can't remember. In the Valley of Violence. We've, In the Valley of Violence. Oh, there. And it is. I, uh, I don't remember it. I watched it. I was awake. I interacted, but it kind of like it washes over me in a way that my brain just won't retain. But you it. know what? Sometimes a movie washing over you is okay if it's that kind of movie. Now, if you're watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I feel like you shouldn't just let it wash over. You should you should enjoy it. It's a it's a movie you should watch. However, a movie like Saint Maud is actually more of a mood piece where you can kind of just let St. Maud kind of fill your Oh, vibe. for sure. You know, like St. Maud just sort of happens. So I can be all gummed up for oh, St. Maud? Oh, you should be. You should be yeah. for St. Maud. It's, I would call it a mindfulness movie. It's one of those movies where you're kind of just like watching watching a brain decay. You know, now, you know I only took uh, Mushrooms really one time yeah. and I watched movies and yeah. I did Akira. That's a good one. And I did a uh, Heavy Metal. That's perfect. And I did, it was all animated. Perfect. And, um, you know, the room I was in at the time is a lot like this, where sure. we had shit all over the walls. And I had a bunch of anaglyphic uh, 3D glasses, mm-hmm. and I just wore them the whole time. Hell yeah. Dude, it was great. Dude, I, I think, I know we got Clark to watch Heavy Metal, and it was a little too horny for him. But, it was uh, pretty horny. It's, I mean, it's that's, horny. That's, it's for young boys. That's the whole audience. I was in high that, school. That, it, yeah, it reeled that's, me in. That's where I got it. But you're, you've got the right idea. You want to be watching, like, lush visual you know anything by uh, Ralph Bakshi is a good oh, bet yeah. you know I recently watched they're, by the way another Balboa plug they're doing Anna Monday which is on some one Monday a month they show either an anime or an animated film I had never seen American Pop and I went to see it oh dude, I think that's in a theater I oh. think that's gotta be and I like I really love Coonskin and I really love the Lord of the Rings yeah but I think that's gotta be his masterpiece American Pop is beautiful I think that's gotta be his best movie have you I got you to watch that right no it's like the history of we rock, should watch American the history Pop. of music through animation no no it's it's a music movie. Clark I promise you dig it this one is the more up your alley, man. A dude plays like a piano during war. Yeah, it's it's, it's very like it's also I one like of those, both of those. Things. I know. It's, it's also one of those movies where I could not. I usually at the Balboa. I'm usually seeing movies I've already seen. In this case, I wasn't. But I usually um, take a few bathroom breaks to also get another beer. Uh-huh. And this was one movie where I didn't take a single break because there was no break because yeah. it's it is a seamless movie. Like like it is one of those movies where it just starts and then it's just one smooth motion through history. Like there, there's no moment where you want to disengage. Who, from it. who programmed that? It was uh, Ryan who does the Anna Monday. Um, I, have I met Ryan? Just another Monday. <laughs> I'm trying to get them to do End of Evangelion because I just have rewatched the Neon Genesis Evangelion and I really want to watch the End of Evangelion. Sorry, is that's that like a, an OMV or is that a it's, feature? So it was the the the. It's a feature because okay. everyone was so mad about the ending of the series that they made an alt ending movie, which is excellent. But they're both good. I like Nick. Them both. I I too uh, for like years ago, I really wanted to do like anime in the Bay Area. Oh yeah, be great. Because I'm like, dude, people need to. Bring Bring like their visual intellect of the art form to anime. It's oh, huge, yeah. Oh, yeah. and I, you know, I was talking to programmers about it, and really the problem is they do all TV shows, and oh, yeah. you'd have to pay for each episode, yeah. and it's long. But I mean, dude, Perfect Blue and like all oh, the Satoshi Khan shit has been playing out here a lot, and 
Uh, man, I'm jealous, dude. The Balboa's doing all the cool shit. Yeah. Here, let me... Before I hear we... they play a lot of anime in Guantanamo. <laughs> God. <laughs> let me let me just read off what the what the program is for Mill and Murder so I don't forget to. Uh, 27th, Frogs is coming out. Or should I wait for the end? No, go for it. No, I'll do this right now. Yes, um, so, Frogs on the 27th. I think this movie... It's basically a ripoff of The Birds, but with frogs instead. And it's exactly what it sounds like. The funny interpretation that I encourage you to approach this movie with is... Harry and I watched this movie from a very Marxist angle. Where it's about how rich people are completely incapable of existing in the wild. Oh, because rad. every death is just a rich person's incompetence. Uh-huh. And I encourage you to watch it in that context. Carrie's on August 24th. I saw Carrie at the at Millimeter... Millimeter murder before it's a great show it, a lot of people haven't seen the original carrie and i would argue that carrie is without us really realizing it sort of created the obsession with teenagerhood that we saw in the 80s stephen king's first book brian one of brian de palma's first big hits and carrie really like sent the slasher movie in the direction it went now of course you know harry and i we like the more obscure stuff but for miller murder we're trying to walk that line between like people will show up and we can get this on film sure. you know what i mean so that's that's a line to walk carrie is is always a crowd pleaser and if you haven't seen it you got to now one of the few movies on the program i have not seen and i'm actually and harry picked it and I'm going to go see it for the first time on the big screen, is The Children. Not the British one from more recently, but okay. The Children from the, I think it's from the um, the 70s, not the 2008 one, which is also a good movie. 1980. Um, this is a similar plot, though. It's... Uh, you know what? It's 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 radioactive, you know, fear of the Cold War, evil children movie. If you go on August 31st, I will be there. I will see it too. So if you want to see me, I'll be there. Uh, and then in the 28th, we're going to get the, believe it or not, Richmond is a neighborhood with a lot of retirees and they got to come out for nostalgia picks too sometimes. So on the 28th, it's The Blob, the original Steve McGraw. Oh, great theme song. You're a fan of The Blob? It great theme song. And creeps and sleeps and And then on October 26th, and I'm sure in October we'll have all sorts of Halloween programming. I like The Blob. It's fun. It's great. And it's one of the few horror movies where the teenagers are the heroes, not the victims. Yeah. I mean, they are some of the victims, but like the teenagers and the cops like team up together. Also, Steve McQueen's like 40 playing a teenager, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> um, and then on October, I'm sure there'll be a lot of Halloween programming, but on the 26th, guaranteed 16 millimeter show, of the omen you know it's all for you it's all for you damien and um <laughs> now that, can i ask you where where do you get the prints from so there is some okay so i don't have all the details on this because okay. harry's the one who gets the list and there's a few different people who provide them to the balboa and they cost different amounts to okay, lease okay which is why there's always this sort of cost benefit analysis of what movie because of course um first on the dock it was like oh my god a print of evil dead we yeah. should definitely show evil dead it's a thousand dollars, you know, which means, which means you got to make a thousand dollars, you know, oh. like, you got to make a thousand dollars for that to be worth showing, yeah, you know, awesome. and also day of the dead was an option. Similar pricing, you know, a, What's a the lot most of stuff we like paid that for a movie like oh, three. I don't know. I, I heard a rule because we have so many like film festival programmers out here and I heard like if you go over 200 like uh, don't do it yeah I that's mean, really the cutoff. most of the ones that they get is it's about 150 you know and yeah. so and so it's like it's a good bet and especially with stuff like you know um Stuff like Crossroads, stuff like Bring It On, which is yeah. showing a Rewind Wednesday coming up, that brings in a crowd, believe it for or not. Sure. Like people yeah, show yeah. up to those, you know, like they really come out for it. And it's Are they totally showing Drumline? Oh, Nick Cannon is Should in do. trouble because oh. he's, he's he's pushing his anti-Semitic conspiracy oh, theories now. Is he now. still doing yeah. that? He yeah. is. Yeah, he's I like, thought he turned that off. I, he might have, but he can't walk it back. He said it. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's too late. No, Nick. It's too late for that. So, I mean... Uh, 
all I'll say is in the first three weeks of the Balboa Theater being open, I saw 10 different movies. Like, 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 just like one after the other, just going, going, going. I was there all the time. It is such a vibe. On July 4th, they had a concert. It's the place to be. They, they've basically, I'm not trying to like make it seem too scenester because you're welcome to come, whoever's listening, but it is, it's culture in the Bay right now. Like, it really is. They got culture before anyone else did. They got to open. Castro, I don't think, is even really doing anything yet. No. I've been yeah, I was stalking. Like, when the hell no, are they no, going to no. open back up? Again. They aren't showing anything yet. Yeah. And it, like I've driven past there a few times at my work. It looks like they might not move back into the film. They might be just doing live events uh, now. No, don't say these yeah. things. I, no, I've, I'm I've, now the hot dog I'm place s- is already gone. I'm already dealing <laughs> with that. I'm scared that you're right. I'm really scared that you're right because the, the, the Noir City, I used to just get myself... Now, some, that that will probably come back. Yeah, something like I, that. I think that was, that was a big thing for him. Well, yeah. I think you know it's that problem that Nick's talking about where... Uh, you got to pay a lot of money for you these do. movies. They're not willing to gamble on it. If Film Fest will pay you to be there. Right. So I think we're looking at live events and like Noir City. I can live with that. I always get the passport to Noir City and I see like four movies in a day. So. I don't know. What is Amoeba going to put on those shelves if they don't have the fucking calendar from right. Castro? <laughs> right. But the, I, was, I was just at Amoeba earlier today. There's nothing on the shelves. But they did just release the newest edition of Music We Like, which they haven't had an edition of for two years. The 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 Amoeba like guide to new music. Yeah. Yeah. They finally released a new one, which I'm hyped about. It's been two years since it. Oh, I, I, you know, 2020 doesn't count. I mean, that, that really yeah. wasn't a year for last anything. time I was in this house. Last time I was physically in the same space as you people. I, uh, I was at your Christmas party. Yeah, 2019. And uh, thank you for bartending it. It yeah. was one of the oh. highlights of that night. I'll do it again. 2021. We, we've gotten a new deck since then. Oh yeah, it's very nice. I heard that it collapsed moments after I left. It did. Well, yes. <laughs> so okay, we talked about this yesterday too. It didn't collapse, but we had somebody trying really hard to prove that it was sturdy oh, and God. he almost went right through <laughs> a the corner was gone that, <laughs> that would have been that would have been sort of funny if the guy proving it was sturdy i know i was on, you know, only if we had gotten an on camera <laughs> I, yeah, that w- oh, that would have been a shame if he went i would have given it to fail force one baby <laughs> I remember that night you did your white elephant. I won a Doctor Who box set and an Adventure Time DVD, and I had watched all of the episodes on both of them. I loved it. I got the Cybermen and the Daleks. Loved it. It was a great. It was a great turnout for me. And someone else won my HR Puff and stuff and said they didn't even have a VCR. So that was, <laughs> that was rough shit for them. You know. I traded whatever I had to get a shitty copy of killing of a chinese bookie oh that's a good movie and now Josadi has borrowed it and i'll never see it again i remember the hottest item going around and i don't know why was the new new the second remake of black christmas poster that was like oversized it was like oh, a no. giant I version think i took it from somebody and nobody came out <laughs> really it. yeah i got I, it i thought terrell was really trying to get that well that sounds about I right i think terrell hated the movie but wanted the poster i that might be true <laughs> and i do the the movies in the stairwell oh, yeah. or i mean the poster i was gonna throw it up also we have the that poster, the oversized, uh, what the Dog's fuck? Dog's way home. Yeah, no, no, it's the dog in the car movie. Oh yes, uh, the art of uh, the art of racing in the rain. Yeah. Oh god. Enormous poster. Really, if we had a ladder, those would both be up. In you'd, there. you'd hang them out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to Terrell for always recommending obscure Blu-rays I've never heard of, <laughs> like insanely obscure. Megan Fox is still in movies. I mean, what? Oh, no. dude. Oh, yeah. Well, we were <laughs> supposed to watch. I can't that, wait right? to watch that one. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get that fool to start doing a podcast or like video. So I would love. You'll to, get to see him. I would really love to speak of Megan Fox. Organ. 
organize a Jennifer's body screening. I'm trying to make it happen. I'll let I'll let you know if it if it if it does. I don't know if you guys are fans, but I like that. Movie. Oh like, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, big yeah. time. Never big saw time. It. Oh, it's a good one, Clark. You dig it. I'm, I did a private screening. I'm anti Diablo Cody. <laughs> yeah, I'm still mad at you guys for watching like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings at. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a solo screening. Uh, yeah, that's some that's, bullshit. That's some bro time. I, <laughs> I'm completely fine with it. Did not phase me at all. Well, don't you go to bed at like eight thirty? Yes. <laughs> and no matter what time I go to bed. Tolkien has nothing to do with it. Oh my god! If you ever watch another fucking animated fantasy film again, we'll think I you. better be invited. Well, if I were to text you at like six thirty p.m. and say, "Hey, can you make it to this theater at 11 Would you be down? To oh yeah. Out? Okay, I'll keep you in mind for that. Uh, you know one. what? I'd bring Oksana too. He would do it. I'll, I'll, I'll Clark would not come. Okay, <laughs> that's that's okay. Oksana would love it. If girls are allowed in the boys' girls club or whatever, are definitely allowed in the private yeah. screenings. <laughs> um, but you got to pull yeah. your dick out. Uh oh. <laughs> Part of a lot of the time, it's a girl majority. Last time we did a five-person screening of Jennifer's body, it was three girls, two guys. So it was uh, it was good. It was how good. many cups? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesus that's how you end a show. Do people even know what that is anymore. They two can girls, Google it. One cup? <laughs> Go Google it. That's that's the kind of stuff that's in Charlotte's net, right? I watched that video <laughs> on my Wii. Yeah. One, <laughs> one one joke that I only told because it made me laugh, but I knew it was not going to get any laughs. I actually, got laughs, and it was a two girls one cup joke. All right, because the premise was very. You long. can't tease it. I'm, I'll say it. Okay. Um, I was talking about the uh, food food truck craze. Sure. And I said, like, you know, I, I want to do a food truck, uh, but it's going to be a specially themed food truck. It's going to be, you know, f- towards viral videos. Sure. You know, because this that was it's popular. Uh, you know, it had a whole thing going, but essentially, you got to do it. I, I don't. I'm not in performance mode. Well, right then I now. feel like I've heard this joke before, but continue. But I would it, just say. Yeah, the name of my truck would be Two Grills, One Truck. Oh, no, I've heard this joke, Clark. This is yeah. your chestnut. You pulled this one out, I think, at the Christmas party. That's a good joke. And you know what? It would be a good food truck. Did You You were drunk at that Christmas party. <laughs> Thanks to me. I, <laughs> I threw up in that toilet. That was some quality vermouth I, I gave was, you. I was lying on this floor. I texted Madeline that I can't, I don't know where my room is. <laughs> <laughs> and she had to tuck me in bed that Aww. night. Aww. She's everybody's mom. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, and uh, haven't really had our hard alcohol since then. Have you guys seen Madeline since COVID? She was out for Uff, right? Yeah, she was here for Uff. But you watched 1974 at Uff 24 yeah. Hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you met the director here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. passed out Back on the couch. Yeah, he was drunk on the couch. That guy. Yeah. Right, right, Yeah, I met that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was such a good time. Well, <laughs> he said it was the best time of his life. That's a little That's a little much, but it was fun. <laughs> he said this is the best day of my life. That was, a, that was a little fun. I think that's when we were at the bar next to another hole in the head where uh, he got so high that he, like, floated out of the building. And then we were worried because we hadn't heard from him. Right. Up until 15 minutes before showing this movie. He got zonked, man. Well, good for him. You know, I'm, I'm happy he had a good time. Um, yeah, I just I just want to say to everybody, please come out to the Balboa. See us. I'm not going to be here for the last two weeks of July, but if I, other than that, I'll be there the whole time. However, in the last two weeks of July, a lot of great shit is happening. Anna Monday, uh, the new Nick Cage pig movie. Check out Gnar Hunters. They're showing all these weird skate and biker movies that I've never heard of. Uh, last time I was there, I watched BMX Bandits with a young Nicole Kidman. Like now they got Search for Animal Chin. I've never heard of any of these movies. And then, of course, I've already I already christened every summer with two movies. Every summer break. 
take because I'm a teacher begins with Tiny Toons, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, okay. and Wet Hot American Summer. And now I've already watched it, but they're doing Rewind Wednesday on July 14th of Wet Hot American Summer. And next, uh, is it the 7th? What's, the, what's this Wednesday? Um, it's going to be Bring It On. So check that out too. And of course, July 27th, Frogs. Check I'm more of a Bring It On, In It to Win It guy. Is that the oh, they have one? it on VHS? That's, Holy shit. That's what Rewind Wednesday is, bro. Oh, that's right. Oh, by the way, you have to shit see my shoes. It's kind of dark right now, but I got VHS-themed shoes. Oh, look at that. Yeah, let me see if I can show the other side here. Yeah, there they are. Oh, those oh, are those rad. Are nice. I'm Moon into Moon Lambo, baby. Yeah, they're oh. fucking sweet. When, when are we going to get to do a, a Rewind Wednesday? Look at all those VHS tapes. Oksana bought me a $100 VHS tape for my birthday. What's that? Uh, it's Ator uh, Four, I believe. Ator Four. It's it's uh, well, you know. Okay, we were talking about riff tracks, right? There's you know, the, the original Ator is on the new MSC3K, exactly. and uh, that's actually not the segue I was looking for. It's it's you know when a movie's already like on its own pedestal, like sure. Troll Two, you know Troll Two, yeah, right? of course. Well, they call that movie Troll Three. They call Ator Troll Three. Ator Four Troll Three because one of the trolls from what? Troll Two. Is used in the movie. Oh, it's the same director. Same director. Joe D'Amato. And uh, he's got an acting role. He plays a blacksmith. He, Dude, it is... So you mean he found a way to like Venn diagram his two movies oh, yeah. into one? That's <laughs> it, kind dude, of amazing. No, no. <laughs> when we watch a fantasy film, it will be that one. Oh, that's I love sword and sorcery shit. I know you And do. sword and sandal shit and slashers. All the stuff Clark hates. I love all right. of it. <laughs> I love all of it. <laughs> That's my shit. All right, we're at 140. You going to yeah. let him go? Yes. Come on, Clark. Let me go. <laughs> I just Y'all wanna, can stay. Let me go. I just want to say it was really nice to, to be here in this uh, San Bruno uh, National Park with you guys. It's beautiful Indeed, out here. the land of spiders. You guys are like the witch from Hansel and Gretel. You live in the middle of the forest. <laughs> yeah. That's why we call it the Overlook Mountain. <laughs> yeah, and it's great. They got yeah. a tag for it. I and hope you guys go hiking a lot because it's beautiful around here. Come come hike. I should. I should. I should it's not a bad little park. I got a corgi. I'll bring her around. I saw the Blair Witch. I'm not going to watch Charlotte's <laughs> Net with my corgi with me, though. I know there's some dog... You Abuse in that you mentioned movie. the film again. It's gonna show up in your inbox. Oh, I want to watch it. I want to watch it, but I'm scared to watch. You got a cord. Come over. There. Yeah. Bring bring Harry that. over. We'll watch it. We'll it's get Clark royal. down there. We have the censored version. Do you have the uncensored version? No, we got both. <laughs> I obviously want to watch the uncensored one. If yeah. I want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I should Y'all come live your life. I'm seriously. I would love to come by and watch Charlotte's Net sometime. Let's, All right. Let's you're invited anytime. Thank you guys. It's been a it's been an honor being on the show. Come by the Balboa Theater. Wait. Can I ask one more? Please. Please. Why'd the podcast die? Oh, okay. So two minutes. This is okay. (laughs) I I can make this a tight one for you, Clark. So the podcast ended because of two personal products projects going on for Harry and I. And by the way, it's not completely dead. I would call it in a coma. Okay. Because we're doing a thing we call the October Boys. And by the way, the podcast Russ is referring to is Cinematic Oblivion. You can still go to cinematicoblivion.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts and just type in Cinematic Oblivion and listen to the old stuff. Um, We've moved to an annual format where we're going to do like one mega episode every Halloween for the foreseeable future, and we're calling it the. October boys and we just cover everything the main reason is because um I started well Harry started publishing see we, we put the first one we called it our last episode ever but we're sort of being dramatic um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, Harry started publishing an anthology comic where he would c- get all these horror com- comic writers to, to submit stuff it's called Vacuum Decay look for it 
order it get your local comic book store to order it look for it at your local comic book store it's great it's surreal horror comics there's three issues out already he's already working on number four it's excellent and he put a lot of his energy into that and he's actually started like making significant money from art which is great good so also I during COVID and I have nothing to promote yet because it's not published where it was writing a novel and I finished it and it's currently in the peer review phase and I'm trying to find a literary agent and a publisher but so we were both working on big personal projects and we're like we got to put the podcast on the back burner so we can do this Uh, we're going to meet up this October for October Boys episode 2 and do another big episode and also um, looking into other social media for where Cinematic Oblivion can kind of move into next I just I'm looking at your guys' like setup right here we never got to this level we never like every every episode from the beginning to the end you can hear sound problems the whole way through you guys are professionals we got the table we got the (laughs) mics we have the computer we have a mixer we have no talent though and uh, we don't do any research well so you have yourself I'm not sure are you saying you're a studio for hire is that what you're trying to say because this is not a bad space we've learned some valuable lessons (laughs) we took some heavy hits Uh, one of which is is hiring a former burnout uh, <laughs> DJ uh, to be your initial. Um, I've heard that whole saga. <laughs> yeah, where he holds up the USB cord and says, "Uh oh." <laughs> well, you can even hear on our last episode the sound quality is garbage because I never quite got good at it. You know, all I know is movies. I don't know sound. Exactly. Hire a nerd. Yeah. Right. Insert Randy or come over here and record it. That's honestly, Russ. You saying that, that is yeah. a game changer. So like I think that I will the truth is Harry is like he's Mr. Busy all the time. And, I get and, it. And I I'm not pretending I'm not busy, but I'm a teacher. So I get these long vacations. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's in the service industry. So he's like, I gotta go from the comic book store to the theater and then I gotta go do a mural and then I'm hosting an event. And so he's just all over the fucking joint all the time. I you know, <laughs> I was shocked. I met him when he was working at the Alamo. I couldn't believe he had four jobs. Yeah. Dude is a hustler. And yeah, yeah and he's like a host and an event dude. And yeah. I'm like, but you seem so like I don't know, quiet and kind of like introverted. Everywhere we go, I run into someone who knows him. Today, I was bringing him his birthday presents. He's like, hey, could you pick up a birthday present from me from a street artist who's on hate on this this intersection? And I go go to hate and Clayton and I'm like, hey, to this guy who's got paintings on the side of the street. I'm like, do you know Harry? He's like, oh, Harry, yeah, I painted this for him. Take it to him. And I'm like, Harry, I swear to God, this guy has got fingers in every part of San Francisco. It's crazy. Good for him. And also, at the concert the other night on July 4th that was partially dedicated to him, he knew like someone from every band he, he's he's deeply intertwined I'm a nerdy teacher over here all I know is teenagers who I don't want to hang out with you know? <laughs> good call <laughs> now well next time you're on we'll make sure to bring him yes we'll have Harry back he's, he's on a plane to Vermont that's why he can't be here yeah yeah. he yeah. was getting some syrup yeah yeah I'm going out there too I'm going to meet him in about a week yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward to it excellent yeah thank you guys for having me of course <laughs>